welcome to MTG Painful Truths. This is your wonderful host, Cole Kirkman, welcoming you to episode 25. Uh, I'm joined today, as always, with the shining head himself, Brett Wagner. Hey, hey. Today, I'm hosting, because I'm wonderful. We are also joined by none other than the... Et- I was going to say echelon, but I can't pronounce it. But either way, the greatest of all time, uh, Nick, I'm not going to try to say your last name, so if you would like to. <laughs> it's Kerna, no problem, no one can. <laughs> okay, I was like, I meant to ask pre-show, and I was like, ah, whatever, we're in it. Uh, so today, we're going to be talking about a recent event that happened, which was the Star City Games Dallas. Uh, if you follow Brent on Twitter, he gave you a literal, like, he almost walked you through the whole tournament because that's how he tweets. It's insane. But uh, Brent did really well. He got uh, 12. Did you actually get 12th overall or was it? Yeah, because I was 12th going into the top 12. Well, I didn't know if it I like win. I didn't know if it like shook out like you got like 11th or something. No, I had I was the lowest seeded top 12 and lost. So I don't I don't get a chance to move up as far okay. as I know. Yeah, well, he got 12th. And then uh, the good brother here, Nick. He got first in the Pioneer 5K that I also attended in. Um, so big congratulations to both these guys. They both deserve it. Brent less so, but they both deserve it. Uh, they're going to be talking about their decks today. Uh, I also played in the 5K. I went uh, I went 5-2. and two. We're going to go through mine real quick. Mine's not as eventful as uh, theirs, obviously. I did win money, though. I got 15. Uh, but I did want to get a shout-out. Uh, to some other guys that we went, uh, Alec, a good friend of ours, was on Grease Fang. Him and I talk a lot. Um, became really good friends. Uh, and he played Grease Fang with Eldritch Evolution, and he lost to Nick in top eight. And uh, I think in the first game of top eight, so it's, you know, hard killing your friends. And then I don't think anyone else in the main event did well, Brent. I don't think so. No, not really. No, not in our core friend group. Uh, there were some recognizable faces like uh, Everett. Well, I mean, Tommy, Tommy won. Tommy won. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know him personally too well, uh, but I don't. I, I, I know. I know Tommy. Like I talked to him, but I don't know. Like I could not. Like I probably couldn't walk up to that man and be like, "Hey, brother, let's go like get a beer or something." But like, I, 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 I do either. talk to yeah. him. Uh, Nick, you do you know Tommy more? Like. I know him a decent amount. Uh, Tommy, just like one of those like up and coming Dallas grinders, like and in that whole like if you've heard of Connor Cole talk about the Zoo Squad, the Dallas Zoo Squad over there, formerly like what was it uh, TMS back in the yeah. old days, Texas Magic Squad, how they've developed and all shaken out. Um, Tommy's um, probably like an upper comer, like birth from like the COVID ages of like I don't know if he played much before, but like arena grind and then like when everything opened back up he's just like if you've ever seen tommy at a tournament he's always had merc tied so if that tells any of you merc tied players tommy won with creativity so obviously he's playing the better deck (laughs) for the weekend (laughs) like tommy is a die hard like blue red merc tied player every tournament every modern thing that i've been to he's had merc tides in his hand but this one he didn't and then this one he won so that tells me something about that deck yeah, he's a he is a very good player. You you will always see him at these like RCQs and stuff. And he's at the top tables. I mean, now he's not going to be at RCQs anymore because he's got his invite. Um, but yeah, going on, uh, we'll start with me. We're also going to talk about the BNR. 
uh, and our opinions on it. If you know me at all, you're going to know mine already. Um, and I don't know if Brent live tweeted about his, because that's how he is. You know, because uh, <laughs> Brent's an idiot. But um, uh, I've had a, I, I tweeted some opinions. Um, I, I called you on it. I'm going to yeah. start making you owe me money every time I call you on it. But <laughs> we're going to go on. So I'm going to go over my uh, weekend experience. Uh, like I said, the tournament was uneventful. I think um, the coolest thing I did, like I played against Black Red in the mirror like a lot. I played uh, Grease Fang with Traverse and Nick gave it the best name ever. And I'm going to stick by it. If I could have selected the name of the deck, I would have changed it to Stuart Little because Nick's a genius. Um. But yeah, so I played Stuart Little, Grease Lightning, whatever you want to call it. Uh, nothing special. If you know me, I live and breathe two mainboard Sky Sovereigns. Um, and I played Safekeeping in the board, which I guess was spicy. But yeah, I I did really well. I played green one game, and we were in game two, and it came down to like this critical turn. I swear to God, I think it's Shota Yasuoka who like... Every time he's on camera and he's, like, about to win or lose, he, like, does the whole draw slowly, puts it behind his hand so no one sees it, and then, like, glances at it. And I did that, and my top card was traversed to win the game, so that was cool. Uh, the other thing that happened was uh, my deck at the last round for the winning in uh, went missing. <laughs> I remember panicking. Oh, my God. I looked in my bag, and I was like, huh. I was like, Grease Fang is not here. And, oh, another shout-out to Roger, who was there on Sunday. Uh, he loved that man to death. Uh, he went sprinting to the Lost and Found, trying to see if they found it. And our good friend, or, uh, and he's a good friend, of, I mean, he's a decent friend of mine, uh, Justin Ivey. Um, I don't know where he found it, but he was like, pulled it out of his ass or something. It's like, here you go. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I'm glad that he got his hands on, not like anyone else, really. Yeah, I remember... Uh, and, and you know as a judge like there's not much you can do about the situation but I was like alright so what do I do if I don't find it and he's like I guess you're SOL and I was like ah okay good I was like that's a good answer I guess I guess that's what I asked for otherwise I found it and then my second loss or my first loss of the day was to a mono black devotion deck uh, where game one he just like curved out and killed me and then game two he went thoughtsies and my hand was like trophy and the combo with a Rafine's informant, and I was like, alright, I'm gonna win this game, but he's gonna, like, take my something. And I was like, well, that's gonna suck. And he took my trophy, and I was like... That's a bad sign. Yeah, I was like, that's the worst sign I've ever seen in my life. And then he went turn two hearse, and I was like, well, I can't do anything about that. Uh, and uh, if you could figure out what happened after that, uh, it's pretty pretty simple. Did not win that game. <laughs> and then I got my loss in against... Uh, of course, he topped eight, Illis. Thank God for him, because he was panicking when I beat Green. He was like, I needed you to really beat Green, so I topped eight. Um, was uh, to Phoenix. For game one, I did the combo and put him to two, and he still won with Temporal Trespass Ugh. after treasure cruising three times. So it's fine. Oh, that is disgusting. I'm not if upset. You, real quick, if you know Cole, this is the the thing that would tilt him the most in current magic is exactly 
uh, it's exactly yeah. Treasure Cruise. Is is like, Treasure Cruise? There's no, and it's so funny because Phoenix isn't as popular right now, and so like we'll play locally, and some people play it, and every time I see a Treasure Cruise cast, my soul like leaves my body. And don't get me wrong, I want to play that card, but I hate being across it. It is the <laughs> worst feeling on the planet when you're against Phoenix, and they're like, "Well, okay, I have one card in hand," and you're like, "Okay, cool, I'm I'm in this game," and they're like. Treasure Cruise, draw three cards, Ancestral Recall. Oh, Galvanic Iteration, Treasure Cruise. I'm like, oh my god. I remember playing Modern when that card came out. And, like, to go <laughs> from, like, me playing these creature combo decks that, like, like I could gain incremental, like, life gain over time and be like, oh, yeah, burn. It's not a bad matchup. And then, like, burn splash blue for Treasure Cruise. <laughs> and it wasn't, <laughs> e- like, it wasn't even close, right? Like, they would just, like, burn you to death and then be like, all right, pay one mana, draw three, bolt you, bolt you. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you needed. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I was playing against the greatest magic player of all time, brother. Thank you. <laughs> that's truly what it felt like. I was just like, okay. <laughs> I do remember that time. I was I took a hiatus during that time. I was like, I'm gonna wait for something to not do this to me. How, um, so this was like early of me getting into Magic period, and I was only into Standard at the time. But like, how long were those legal? Like, dig through time and Treasure Cruise and Modern. Oh God. Or Legacy. I don't think they last. Well, I know Legacy. They were like they did not last long at all. Um, yeah, they lasted shorter in Legacy because dig through time. The card selection for like the storm decks were just, and even like the control decks were just too good. Um, I want to say maybe Legacy was like six months, and then I can't say. <coughs> I don't think they lasted maybe three three quarters of the year. Like, I don't think they lasted a year in modern. Okay. No, they they were taken care of at a at yeah, a reasonable they, pace. They, it wasn't. Yeah. They reasonably looked at stuff back then because, like, we had, you know, pro tours and everything where we had constant t- statistics, and now it's just kind of like, I mean, they're still there, but obviously they don't look at them as much. If you also hate how Wizards of the Coast runs their competitive scene, like and subscribe. Um, continuing. Uh, but yeah, that was basically my experience. Um, I did have a lot of fun. Uh, I always like these events a lot because of uh, the people I'm with. Nick and I actually were sponsored by a uh, store that Nick and I uh, and Brent go to regularly, uh, Nerd Hall of Games. I told Jeremiah I'd give him a shout out since his birthday was yesterday. Um, but yeah, they're a great store. I think Brent and I usually bring them up regularly on our cast. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like We've brought them up at least like once or twice or so. Do usually recommend- when we're talking about playing, it's probably at that shop. Yes, I do recommend if you're in the state of Texas, you can go there. They also do have a website, uh, Miniature Exchange LLC. Um, so if you want to buy cards, go hit them up. Uh, I, I'm going to get a link will, be in the, link will be in the show notes, too. I was so. like, I'm going to get that money out of your pocket, Maya. <laughs> we had talked about it today. It was pretty funny. But that, that's pretty much my story. Uh, I am quarterbacking today, like I said earlier. So I am Brady. So I'll be passing the ball. To someone who can't catch at all, which is Brent, who has a worse record um, than um, Nick. And I will say, before he gets into it, actually, uh, I guess real quick we'll talk about bans. Because I'm going to make a sentence, or I'm going to make a statement here. Okay. So it's Saturday. And Brent is X and O. He's playing against scales. No. <laughs> I was going to bring this up. Okay, you go ahead. Okay, well, like I'm not going to get too in-depth. I was just going to say, when you talk about it, I'll I'll jump in. 
Okay. Uh, say, you'll tell I'll, the you'll tell that story. You'll yeah, tell. All, all I'm going to say is that Red and Six should be banned. Okay. That's that's all I'm going to say. But I guess we could talk about the bands real quick because the bands, honestly, I think Nick and I are of the same opinion that they were uneventful. Um, they were like the lowest impact bands maybe in Magic history as far oh, when it comes to modern. For real. And then like it was funny because even like when they happened to like another like another play group I had, I immediately like put it in there and I was like, don't even mind the actual bands. Just read the explanations because it's the most laughable thing I've My ever seen. My little tiny baby hands. Yeah, like the whole Yorion thing was like it's difficult to shuffle my cards when like you actually have like <laughs> but they have commander decks like, <laughs> like my, my frail it's... hey if dana fisher can't shuffle a yorian deck then like she like that's not fair like if, if they her wanted... dad can't shuffle the deck for her i always i always relate certain explanations like back to other ones because i feel like you can always find one explanation like further down the road or like back in the road um so like me with saying like or with them saying like Yorion decks like the the time's taking too long, the logistics of the tournament get drawn out blah blah blah. I always relate that back to since he's divining top like the reason like the big band for that was because like we were just going to time we we're going twenty thirty minutes over all the time like if you wanted to say that like they could have just left it at that. It was funny that they had to add in it's difficult to shuffle like that was the point where I was like okay this is this is just BS. So do. <laughs> That's true, and yet you have these eighty card piles, and you you go you dig for the one of like Raguan Triome or Xander's Lounge or whatever. So it's like you're digging through all these cards too, and with Ren and Six, you're shuffling at least once a turn, Correct. every turn cycle. Uh, and if there's a mirror, and both players are getting their one of Triomes or whatever in the early Correct. game to set up great mana, like. Those games are long, and every, I, I, like every round in the main event was like twenty some minutes over time, in, in the modern one. Like every well, but, single but one. I will say to that because I did walk around. There was a lot of blue white that I did not expect. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think like you could even say, well, maybe there were deck checked or extensions, which happens. But like these were twenty plus minutes. Because the round that Jacob lost was, uh, or that might have been in the. A qualifier was like to to blue white control. No, he yeah. it was like he lost to him in um in the main event. It was day one. Oh, it was the main event. Right, right. I want to say it was like um round two or three. But yeah, I I it was I was like laughing because in um uh day two whenever we were doing the the five k both like rounds one and two for Pioneer they ended and we started five minutes before. Um, the time was going to go out. And even in um, in round five, my opponent didn't show up. But the judge came over and was like, we actually started three minutes early. We're going to give him three minutes. And I was like, you know what? That's actually fine. This is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask <laughs> about going that because you so sat at fast. table one and then like there was like a no-show. I was like, what is happening? Oh, yeah. I'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Because I, I was super curious about what happened there. Um, I don't play a lot of standard, so I don't really have a – like a say on meat hook um i do see the power of meat hook so i guess i could understand and i know black is like the most dominant color in standard because of all the printing so i i, I don't really have like a 
I don't have a hill I'm gonna die on for that. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of the decks in standard right now, like some of the best cards are like the black decks, right? And standard whenever whenever standard like ultimately like if you look back in time, whenever there's only we have five sets right now. When there's five sets predominantly like in standards pass, there's no there's no good aggro decks, right? So they're all medium already. Um, there may be one, maybe, if you just have like a lot of good red cards in one set. Um, but so Meat Hook was this card that was just like a gatekeeper on two ends. One, the card's hell of expensive. And then two, if you did somehow find this type of deck that was aggro on any, any grounds, it was just instantly lost <laughs> by Meat Hook. So standard is just like all all uh, mid-range decks and then it's relatively like um esper jund maybe there's an abzan list but they're they're all revolving around like these black cards so i think meat hook was a fine fine one to get rid of as far as like making the decks a little bit cheaper because it was expensive but also like it being a big gatekeeper in forms of letting aggro decks into the format and also that card just was absurd Yeah. That card, card had a lot of text on it. It just was kind of crazy for a essentially a two black enchantment. Um that could wrap the board. Because uh, I do know that like like black was just everywhere, and I, I still hear now that black is still like a very dominant color in the format. So you know, since you won, uh that is a format you're gonna have to look into in like six months from now. But yeah, we we have like two or three sets to come out by then, so I'm not worried. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, Jacob was like, "Oh, you need to start practicing." I was like, "Dude, that's like not for a long time." Get your Tron lands now. <laughs> yeah, before the when they're reprinted at a common, in a standard set, buy them before. Yeah, the brute brew big mana decks. That's that's where we're going. That's where I'm going with this. Ugin's gonna get reprinted to standard again. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> Brothers War is going to bring Ugin. It's going to be wild. Do we want to bring up uh, the Pioneer format with no bans? Oh, I yeah. Mean, we, we could be brief, like, because we're talking about nothing happening. Well, so, of, well, but... It, but to be fair, it, it is interesting to hear people's opinions on it. Like, Nick brought up some good opinions. So, my opinion on it was that if I'm going to give my opinion on the whole of these bands, because it, it's always funny. <laughs> And, and I know these two are going to chime in on it when you're talking about pre-bans, because, you know, they discover that you couldn't open the link, right? And then everyone's posting, like, oh my god, fucking 30 cards are getting banned or whatever. You know, Roger you, is known to do this. Like, I would <laughs> ban these five cards. Yeah, Roger sent me a list of, like, 45 cards that need to be banned out of every format. I feel like online. Roger, like, plays Magic Online at home, and, like, if Roger's listening, he can, like, get mad it's funny i'll tell i feel like he has a hit list like a notepad like a little sticky note next to his computer every time he every time he loses he's like on the list on the list Auto, so, so there's so a ban fu- he's like this car needs to be banned he's like one of our top listeners so he is definitely gonna hear that i'm super excited for it i, I love roger to death he's yeah me awful. too me too yeah. one, one of my favorite people and like he's well but he's not even the only one because there's like four other people i know that sent me a list of like 55 cards that needed to be banned. And I'm like, what is happening? Magic players love talking about, like, bans and unbans. They they love talking about it. So for me, though, I, like, had reasonable answers. I was like, I didn't really care about standard. Like, like I just talked about, I don't really know standard. Like, I, you, you could have told me Shieldred should be banned out of standard. 
and gave me like some statistic and I'd be like, okay, well, I guess I have to believe you. And like, I, I don't know. So, but for modern, I said red and six. I think card's absurd. Obviously that didn't happen. Um, Yorian definitely was probably my fifth round pick of ban. Yeah, I it will... was definitely it was definitely around my like fourth or fifth round pick. Yeah, I was Renin like six, Renin six was my first for sure. Oh yeah, it, him and Fury slash Solitude and all that. <laughs> my my top. second round pick was definitely Violent Outburst. I see that's where there's a big divide. I always see is is that like if if your second pick isn't Omnath, it's Violet Outburst or like a Cascade card. Well, so uh, the reason Omnath isn't on there is because Renin Six was on there. So if Renin Six wasn't on there, I would say Omnath. But I think Renin Six is the reason Omnath is broke. So sure, I, I feel I'll, like getting I'll, rid of that, that. one t- like takes the knees off Omnath. And Brent's opinion was that uh, of mine where they should unban everything. Right, Brent? No, never. It's never that. Brent was, was really high on banning just the companion mechanic. It was really cool. They they keep he like oh, wrote a no. he wrote a forum post about they should ban companion mechanic. After saying for like four months that that's the dumbest thing ever, he just was like changed his mind. Whole one eighty. He said the Earth was flat too. It was wild. <laughs> I think he oh railed Adderall before it. No. Crazy. Hey, you're in my game now, Brett. You got... <laughs> Why did I agree to this? <laughs> this is a party. Welcome to it. Um, I I think you and I had like the same opinion, Brent. Because when we ate with yeah. Roger that one time, we were kind of just like the same cards. Yeah, it was like uh, in, it definitely hitting four color. Like uh, Ren and Sex was like the that I've I said this for a long time. It just like and like you said, it does so much for so little. And two lands, Ren and Six. The other random cards your hand is really good because you're going to get hit, hit land drop five and six uh for free and you're you're just set on top of that that's just like one mode the other one's kill target ragavan or kill like deal of damage and the starting loyalty was so high and jerry T- jerry thompson had his uh an article that he wrote where he talked about designing that he said he wishes he can give it one less starting loyalty a Ren and six and that would make a reasonable difference where you can just at least bolt it down or something like while you still get the the first land or whatever and, and it's crazy to me like one of the craziest things was that one of the arguments of banning oko was because his loyalty got around the card meant to kill him <laughs> and like that's almost yeah. the same argument for red six is like Correct. it's uptake gets around the one card that could get rid of it right uh, yeah and i think i i always know that i don't i don't know if brent agreed because we didn't really talk about pioneer bannings because for me I said Pioneer was fine. I was like, don't, you don't need, like, at least for me, I said Pioneer was fine. I mean, obviously, as a Grease Fang player, I said they, like, if they banned Karn, I would probably do a backflip. Because, uh, <laughs> like, get that thing out of the format. Um, but, otherwise, like, I think Green is fine. Like, yeah, I think Green's absurd when it does the thing. Like, when they have the nut, when Green's like, oh, Storm the Festival, make 55 mana, combo off, ah, I did it. Like, like yeah, that's it's upsetting because like it's it's kind of falls under the same thing of like the phoenix drawing three cards with like for me with treasure cruise it's like you did all this work for them to be like oh I just got out from under it for nothing right yeah but like if green doesn't do that a lot of decks still just beat up on it correct and I I think that was like a testament to like the weekend right there was a lot more aggro decks than I I expected to oh see oh my god yeah it was um, wild and when I would like finish with a match and I would go walk down some of the top tables like I saw green 
and then the round was over and the further they moved down the aggro decks would move up like green is still a very high variance deck like you can still storm the festivals and just put an elf in a land in play like it happens it's very it's very easy to attack mono green like you could just say i want to play the aggro deck like boros heroic even like blue spirits is, is fine yeah humans is fine you could tune black red to be better against it it's like a very easy to target deck so when right. banning something out of green was like kind of re- i was like that's i don't like change for the sake of change i didn't see a a needed change in pioneer which we think is like at one of the, its best moments in the format and like there's just nothing like that's actively very good to ban like, yeah, I don't think there's I don't think there's really anything that's like overly oppressive that isn't high variance, right? So like Greasefang being as good as it is, still high variance and has hate pieces, like red black, red black still loses to mono green and incarnation, like these value decks. Right, and we're gonna get another standard set, like kind of around the corner and you know, those could really swing a met like we saw it with Dominaria United where you get these really good black cards and the format changes in some way because of these cards being introduced like that could just happen again where pioneer it gets uh gets changed and i remember not long ago people said we should ban lotus field and that deck is <laughs> very very bad right now that's just and, for right that's just for you no i i i said it before other people like if i said it was bad combo, the same you time have this problem if I said it was bad the same time, people said it should be banned. I was like, no, it's act. Why would you ban a bad? No, that's card? not saying. But it's it's you're saying it's bad now, but it's just bad for you because you're just bad at the deck. I I've moved on to because you just combo don't play decks. you just don't play Zakama, and like I'm telling you, if you did, your success rate would immediately I'm, I, I'm skyrocket. Going, I'm going on mute until the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, my argument was that like. Rakdos is like kind of the poster child of what uh, Wizards wants Pioneer to be, which is like mid-range the format. Um, so like if that's like considered your top played percentage deck, even if its success rate isn't the highest, but like people are like pushing it, like that that has to be like a testament to the format as a whole. Like okay. if you're like our best deck is this mid-range deck that just plays bad cards, like hell yeah. For, for sure <laughs> like this this is it um so i said no bans i think nick also said no bans for that yeah I, I i said no bans too i thought the format was perfectly fine and pretty wide open on the back of like your higher index being high variance and like you can still like getting taken down by yeah i i saw no problem with the format and would have been surprised to see anything banned yeah I, it would have been really crazy to like wake up and be like oh wow they banned fucking anything um and then the other format that uh it's a big one <laughs> was legacy uh i follow a lot of people i don't play legacy even though hogak's legal in that format and i should play legacy because of that reason um and maverick is a good deck nick is a very good maverick player probably one of the best i know loves fan of death yeah. uh repping my favorite magic card of all time night of the reliquary um I know there was a lot of talk when they announced no bans in Pioneer, or not Pioneer, uh, Legacy. Because, I like I said, I don't play the format, like so I'm not going to get too in-depth into it. I'm just going to regurgitate what I've seen, which is like that Murktide is a very problematic card in the format. And that uh, it should have been swept away. Like, funny enough, before recording, actually, Nick and I, and Brent, 
we're talking about uh, a tournament going on for two different formats, which is the uh, what was it pre? Is it's not pre-modern? It's pure modern and pure legacy. Yeah, it's yeah. Doomwake's. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But it's not. It's not just Doomwake because I think the pure legacy is not Doomwake. I think that's somebody completely different. No, Doomwake's doing the modern. Uh, he's like he's uh, piloting that or whatever. He's. And, yeah, and I don't know. Organized. I don't know who's doing the legacy one. I, I have no idea. No. And to those that don't know what that means, uh, it's just saying no for legacy. It's no extra sets that aren't like standard sets. Um. So like, uh, no. What about like conspiracy or commander cards? Yeah, I don't think you can use those either. Okay, so, so like, just no, pure no standard DAC. sets. Okay, yeah, no DAC, unfortunately. So I won't play that format. But, um, but yeah, yeah I think like only it, constructed cards. Yeah. yeah, it's like no supplemental sets. Uh, and it's the same for modern. But obviously, for modern, we only have two, i.e., fucking MH one and MH two. Um. So I'm curious to see the outcome of it, honestly, because I think it's fun. A uh, little less for Legacy for me, more so for Modern, because I would just be curious what would what it would look like in like a week's notice of like Modern without the MH formats and see like what people think is the best deck. You know, because we were kind of reminiscing earlier about it. Like I said, like Humans is good. Like you could play Ad Nauseum with uh, this uh, Spoils Thassa's Oracle combo still, and like. A lot of these old fun decks that are dead. Tron. Still good. Yeah, I don't think Tron actually loses anything. Besides you. No, never, never no, mind. That's a, that's no, that's a, that's a, that's no, a you're right, you're That's right. a set. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I don't think it's anything. Does E-Tron lose anything? Uh, Saga. I think oh, I guess Saga. But they don't need that. That's like they, not like... They, they could get around, yeah. yeah. I was they like, were e- fine behind, before it. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I honestly forget they play it sometimes. Like, right. to be completely yeah. honest. Yeah, it's kind of like just the format turns back into what it was pre-COVID almost. <laughs> Blue Red Breach. Oh, Spirits is good, dude. Well, we do lose Dickhead, which sucks. Unsettled Mariner. <laughs> right. We do lose Dickhead, and that's He's like in the Dickhead he, Hall of Fame. He is. Like. He is, he is the Dickhead Hall of Fame. I love that card. Um, but yes, so that that's kind of my take on the bands and our take in general uh obviously for me it was very uneventful like at least for the formats i cared about like i said if i was probably more into legacy and played it religiously i probably have like a higher stance on like raz of and can't believe they didn't ban x y and z um but for modern as a yawgmoth player obviously i hate running six with a passion because i hate going turn one dork on the draw and they're like ah, i did kill it <laughs> and i'm like okay well, for for me with Legacy, I know I've I've said this before. It's like they're getting like the Infinity, like they're kind of getting a a set that can be pretty impactful. It was just crazy because like their argument on the bands, like that that wasn't even part of it. It was like they were talking about cards that don't even see play. Oh like, it, no, it felt- yeah, I, I'm with you there. They talked about Layla Binding be a, a high impact card, and I I think they were just trying to sell packs with that sentence. Yeah, or it's whatever. so like there was. I, I had said a long time ago that Legacy was going to die to Wizards because they don't care. It's not a format they can make money off of. And, like, maybe Infinity is their way to see if they can make money off of it, you know, with these whole, like, straight-to-Legacy cards, essentially. Because um, then it's like, how to sell your unset is make good cards for a, for Legacy so that Legacy players have to buy into it. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just... 
after reading that that statement about like leyline binding being a, a quintessential card in the format i was like wizards you you clearly don't know <laughs> at all what's happening in this format like you have no idea after which after we should tell them that there's this website called MTG Goldfish, and it has a pretty good database of, of decks that get played. <laughs> right. After they copy and pasted the, the days um, thing, like, every time. So I, I don't know if y'all, like, kept up with them along with, was, like, pre-COVID. There was a time where it was just, like, three or four bands happened in a row, and it was just a yeah. card out of Blue Red Delver every time. <laughs> And it was just like the same paragraph, but you could literally just take the name of the card out and put it back in. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Same (laughs) argument every time. And I was just like, and me and another buddy that like heavily played Legacy at the time was just like, you know what card should be here? (laughs) Days. Like, none of these cards are really a problem unless they're backed up by days. But I was going to say, like, never touch that card, and it will always, always elude me. Like, I was telling Brent, I was like, the whole thing about Murktide being so good in the format is, like, the whole thing about Delver is you play your Delver, protect your Delver, like, that's your game plan, and that's what your deck does. And when you have these other threats with your zero-mana protection spells, like like Murktide, <laughs> when you play another Murktide, like, it, it just becomes ridiculous for play for uh, Play Luna of the Void in Legacy, just play it. I don't think that does what you want it to do. It's how they're casting their Murktide. They have Delver still. Like, that's the thing, is they got another threat that's, like, really efficient. All right. So, I mean, that was why Ragavan got banned. Yeah, but isn't Darcy of... also, like, a... That's now just a 1-1 idiot that surveils. I think they... And that's a, that's another thing. I, I said it, and some... It was so funny. I think I argued with someone for, like, 10 minutes until, like, Mason and I actually convinced them whenever we were in Indy, because I was arguing that Ragavan was actually fine, but because you had days, it was broken. <laughs> and like cool like you you go turn one threat and like yes like ever like there's always going to be that argument like the the what the doom blade argument whatever like it, it dies to doom blade it dies to bolt blah 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 but like the reason ragavan was so good and they're like oh it's so good because it hits you and makes a treasure and i'm like yeah but they also get to protect it full free like <laughs> for you to go turn one ragavan and then your opponent go try to kill it and they're just like days yeah, that's okay. the biggest feels bad, like, yeah, honestly. Okay. Yeah, it was just like, yes. <laughs> and it, But it make it more fair, like, if they, and then they were just like, well, they have Force of Will too, and I'm like, okay, let, let them pitch two cards, like, two for one, that's fine. Yeah, it's like, all right, like, I did that, I have two I cards like, left, how did I get here? <laughs> yes. And they played another Ragavan anyway. Yeah, as I said, the the thing about Delver when you were saying like Darcy's just a one one idiot, like they could like if they are controlling your board and just attacking for two a turn with like a Darcy and an unflipped Delver, you're probably still losing the game. Yeah, and it, it, with Darcy, it's like I I joked about it like when that card was obviously just so good, I was like it just it reads you're not going to draw a bad card for the rest of the game. Like that's I did I do know that people were saying that uh, iteration is a possible ban too. Yeah, that that's you could say that, that for for several formats too. That's one I talked about. I I was I would have been fine with that one going as well. But like, the, in the last two formats, it's legal. <laughs> right. It's it's good. It's a good card. Yeah, I know people were like, yeah, they could ban iteration out of uh, Delver, and then people would be okay with it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think they were. Yeah, they're on four of that card. So I mean, I guess, I guess that makes sense. I love a. Uh, by the way, real quick thing before I pass it off to Brett so he can give his tournament report. I, uh, 
I have built a new deck in Pioneer, Junsack, to play Corvolds. Corvolds are pretty pricey. And just funny enough, on Goldfish, you're looking at this Delver list. There's a, there's a tab on here that says Corvold price drop on TCG Player, and it makes me very sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, like, scared to click it and see, like, Corvolds are, like, 10 bucks or something, and I spent, like, $20 on them. You got them at the at SCG, right? For Hell yeah, that was the only place I was... No, they were 15 per. 15 I per, okay. down on them, so... Because I was like, I'll buy three of them right now if you go down. And they're like, okay. And I was like, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah they're, they're still like 20 bucks. Okay, I didn't like lose out. Heck yeah, I love haggling at con. Hey, so <laughs> if you find the right store, dude, and they're cool about it, it's super good. Yeah. Alrighty, I'll pat... I, they clearly are fans of her enough of me not shutting the hell up. I'll uh, pass off to Brent here, who, like I said, got 12th in the 30k, uh, playing not Amulet Titan because he's uh, backstabbing. Ca- coward. He, he is a coward. That is, yes, very, uh, very cowardly. You should have uh, stayed your ground and went 0 and 3 like a true hero. <laughs> you fucking yep. coward. Yeah. Um, but, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll pass it on to you. Well, I would say thanks, but that was not a great like transition <laughs> to you this topic. You fucking coward. Uh, yeah, thanks. I just gotta, <laughs> just just want you to remember, okay? Oh, I I know, but I did say like uh, last pod that it was very unlikely for me to play Amulet Titan, and and that I hope people shunned you for that. Uh, there was like at least one or two people that that said like you're not an Amulet like like. Like, how could you betray your deck or whatever? I think Garrick, who top-aided, he said that, too. He's like, oh, you're not an amulet. So I stunned him. Um, oh, you're, you're playing a wave deck today, huh? You, you woke up and chose that. Yeah, but there was an amulet player, uh, Sam Peeger. I almost kind of sort of met him at the at the event. He he top-aided with a very weird list. Or top-12'd in the, in the event. So uh, it did, it, I did see it around me, for what it's worth, but... Creativity, I, I, it was a better choice that weekend. Correct. Uh, that's last. That's last weekend because there, I was the, I got top twelve and there was I was the fourth best c- <laughs> creativity player in the uh, top in the, uh, in the rankings basically. Like, like Nick said earlier, when you have um, when you have Tommy who's like known for Merktide, play uh, play creativity like that has to say something about like. Like, yeah, you yeah, of... like all all these people abandoning their decks because they're like creativity's the one, right? Yeah, right. Like I I thought, um, so I was afraid because of creativity. I, I always kind of assume at these bigger tournaments that they would exist uh, a little bit more, and I want to if I make it to the top tables, I want to have a good deck. And I didn't think Game of the Titan was the good deck at the top tables. Like I feel like it could play it plays in the mud pretty well, but. Uh, I just didn't think it was a good choice. Uh, so I decided pretty quickly to play Creativity. I started on, like, the five color with uh, the white uh, Leyline Binding uh, card. But pretty quickly I looked at Canister's list and I just really loved... I loved the main deck, uh, which was uh, basically four ofs of every good card, like Pris, Pris, uh, Mario Command, uh Fire and Ice, that's a good card. Spell Pierce, uh, and uh, Creativity and Archon, stuff like that. And three persists, so it kind of gives you a different angle to attack as well. So if you have your Fables or Prismari Commands, you just pitch them and you're pretty happy with that. And even once in the tournament, I just like went to the cleanup step just to p- bin it. 
and put the fear of God in my opponent. <laughs> so um, it's just nice to have that extra angle uh, too. So uh, my list is going to be in the show notes as well. Uh, I played pretty much Canister's uh, list that he had a sideboard guide for. Uh, so four color, uh, it was sideboard abundant growths and things like that. The only changes I made from that list, uh, he had Emrakul, the Aeon's Torn. I had Ashen Rider instead, just as a card that I could potentially persist. And uh, instead of running a one of uh, Aethergust, I decided to play the third Leyline of the Void uh, because I was very scared of Black Red Scam. I knew that that was going to be a tough matchup, and I thought that was a pretty decent way to, to attack them. So I, I thought, let's have one extra copy of Hate. Um, I just felt like it was a good choice, because I was also pretty afraid of Scam. And that's also, like, a bigger reason why, not to play Amulet Time, because they could, I felt like that was also a pretty bad matchup. But let's get to the tournament. Uh, I started off uh, playing against Merfolk, and... Oh, oh, uh, Cole, I, don't, I didn't tell you. I was sitting next to Joey, the our... Uh, our St. Louis buddy, he was at the table right next to me. I think he was playing Rhinos, uh, 80 card Rhinos. And uh, so I play against Merfolk round one, and I decide to go two. Uh, I decide to go two zero against him. Uh, there's a. I'll I'll be pretty quick. Uh, you know, there's as pretty... you as you decide to do when you sit out of the table, you're like, I'm gonna two zero you. <laughs> Stares straight that... in the face. That's what yeah. Nick did his whole tournament. Yeah. Uh, so I win game one. He ca- he casts force to protect his uh, Swevlin, the the MH two Merfolk, because uh, I go for double bolt. He forces it. I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of stinks. But then like I ca- I'm able to resolve the uh, creativity for X equals one, and then I just kind of win the game straight away from that. Game two, he has a ratchet bomb, and I have I play my fourth land, and I'm like, okay, ratchet bomb. Like that's the thing I need to c- care about. So at his instep. I have fetch. I fetch for the dwarven mine. Hold the trick. Hold priority. Trick with the trigger on the stack. I ice down the ratchet bomb. I'm like yeah, fuck that. And then get the then the dwarf. And then I'm able to uh, creativity x equals. I think x equals two. I just like win the game straight away after that. Uh, nothing too eventful. It was also a guy from Wichita. Not someone I was familiar with, but he knew Joey. We were all kind of sitting next to each other, and like uh, Nick. Uh, Tardif was to my right as well, so it was kind of like a group of familiar faces all around me. Uh, round two, I play against uh, Mono Green Tron, and this one I'm a little nervous about. Um, but I win because he mulligans the five and four cards in each game, and both those games I have Spell Pierce to stop the Sylvan Scrying. Uh, and the like one notable thing that was pr- that pretty heads up play by me, he has like. Forest, Beseju, one Tronland, and at his instep, I ice down the Tronland. Because I'm thinking, Warping Well, let's turn that off. He casts Warping Well in response just to have the Eldrazi uh, Scion token. So I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of stinks, but he might have another Warping Well, but I gotta get it out. But he doesn't, and I'm able to cast our uh, Creativity and win the game straight away. So, quick 2-0. Uh, round three, I play against Hardened Scales, and I, I don't actually remember the first two games, but Cole, I, I said I would uh, 
tell you about the third, or I'll let you take the third game. So. Oh, when you fucking ruined his fun? Yeah, alright. So, <laughs> this man, I, I, I picked the worst time to walk over and watch your game. So, Brent on game three. Game two, I like come over and like, I think he ballistic killed you? I don't remember. It's some random. Um, sure. Doesn't matter. Yeah, irrelevant. Uh, so game three, Brent's opening seven is like Archon and garbage in one land. And Brent's like, okay, well, obviously I can't keep that. As the genius he is. So he mulligans. His new seven is Archon, Ren and Six lands? I don't think you had another spell. Maybe. I don't know if I did or not. I may have had like... No, I think you drew into your other spells. So it was Lance. One of those Lances besaved you. uh, And he's like, okay, well, I'll keep up on the Archon. Uh, Let me tell you, he only drew like Nature's Claim after that and like a Bolt. His opponent did not get to play the game because of that mistake too. (laughs) And I was... It was so gross. And I was like, if I could have recorded a reason that Ren and Six should be banned... Like, there it was. Right there. Like, you could have showed that to a, a fucking jury of people <laughs> and be like, this man deserves to be in jail. And they would be like, 100%. Like, that's <laughs> absurd. And that's like, how it was for, like, the two weeks that Ren and Six was legal in Legacy. Oh my god, oh, when you yeah. were wastelanding people? <laughs> fucking Christ. Yeah, my buddy was playing, and he was like, this is the worst time to be alive right now. And I was like, I bet. He was like, he was like, God, I hope they ban it. And I was like, I'd be surprised if they don't. I, I thought for sure, like, Rin... I, I was relatively confident that Rin would get banned. So, anyway. Um, well, look look where your confidence got you. It's not yeah. banned. You know why it's not banned? They heard me bitching, and they were like, <laughs> no, nope, we'll keep it. Yeah. That you complaining uh, over there, Cole, about Ren and Six? <laughs> Loser. <laughs> uh, <but> anyway, <laughs> uh, going to... Uh, so I get to my first loss. I'm playing against uh, Blue-White Hammer. Uh, I don't really remember the first games, but the third game, uh, the game I lost, the losing game three, I do remember. Opponent has Cauldra, Ornithopters, two Stoneforge Mystics, and I have an Archon that I can attack with. And I have a dwarf token also. Uh, so, and, and my hand has like Nature's Claim, Baseju, uh, so two artifact hate pieces, uh, Fire Ice, and irrelevant other cards. Doesn't matter. Uh, so I'm like, I'm, obviously I'm going to attack. I was like, I could like destroy the uh, Ornithopter. And then he has to sacrifice a Stoneforge Mystic, but I'm like, that's that's like not terribly good. Anyway, I attack. He he's, but I'm like, okay, I, I'm gonna let him keep it. I'll let him sacrifice it because they weren't that destroying a Stoneforge Mystic does not matter when he has two, and it just does not matter. Um, so I go to attack and get the Archon trigger, you know, gain life, and you know he sacrifices his stuff, his Ornithopter, which is not surprising. Uh, and then I have a turn. I have cre- and I'm sorry. I do have creativity also in my hand. That's obvious. That's very relevant. Uh, and I'm like, okay. He has one card in hand after the Archon attack. And I'm like, I think he has. I've not seen a blue spell, but he's holding up a Hallowed Fountain and a card. And I'm like, if I go for creativity, X equals two. I will lose the game 
if he has spell pierce. So I'm like, I decide to not do that past the turn and in on his turn i decide to because i i I like all right i don't want to do it because i have nature's claim i can kill a hammer i have beseju so i can kill the hammer a second time you know whatever have ice to stop the cauldra i feel like i'm a pretty good spot but the card that he had in hand unfortunately was blacksmith skill which gave him basically exact lethal to kill me um and I was like thinking about like that one kind of that one was a gut punch for me because I was like talking to Jacob uh, about that like man I could have like like it, it, was, it was hard for me to say because I like if I to me I was like if he has stone nothing I win either way if it, I win with ice st- tapping out cauldron and I'll just win straight away if I uh cre- it, also if I create X equals two I almost win on the spot because he goes to like four life and like two permanents. But if you have spell pierce, I'm like tapped out. I had to have stone nothing going for me. So that's why I decided to go for interaction instead of just go uh, balls, basically. And had I gone for creativity, he uh, blacksmith skills, probably the dwarf token, because I would go creativity X equals two. There's no difference between going one and two. Might as well just go for two um, to reset my archon and my dwarf token. He, If he'd blacksmith skill, give my dwarf indestructible. I only get one creativity trigger. Uh, get you know gain three, then he loses one of the Stoneforge Mystics, and I probably win that game anyway, because I'll gain that three life, which is very critical, and he has uh, two less damage that he's dealing, like big life point swing. Uh, but that one was kind of tough. Uh, I never saw a blue card in his deck. I don't know what it was to this point. I was thinking like maybe sideboard, like I was like maybe Mana League, but. I didn't see a blue card at all in the in the three game set, so I still don't know what the Hallowed Fountain was there for. But <sighs> doesn't matter, I guess. A game five, around five. This is I play against Scales again. I get some weird uh, weird opponents. Um, basically, it, this one was a really good game, uh, and we're kind of going back and forth. Uh, in the first game, I cast, I get Archon, but he has like a good board, and he gets to a point where I have to chump block with like a, uh, I think it's, uh, gosh, he had like a big, uh, like a million counters on the uh, Ink Moth Nexus, and another, a Saga token with like eight counters. So it's like a 5 5 plus 8, it's like 13 power. And I get to the point where I can still creativity for one, and he sacrifice irrelevant thing. I have to like chump block for two turns and then I can cast another creativity and now my life is high enough where I don't have to chump block and then I can win basically with Archon by itself. Uh, I ca- I attack with Archon, he goes like four and I just have double bolt in hand. So that worked out pretty well. Uh, game two, uh, I lose. Um, I don't remember how, but I lost. Game huh. three, it was kind of a... Sim- <laughs> doesn't matter. I lost. It doesn't matter. Uh, game three, same thing. He has like two patchwork uh, automations and they are like six six uh automaton okay whatever Uh, but the guy with ward two and stuff like that so uh they they get he he makes them seven seven i'm at 12 so i'm forced to chump block i go to five i can creativity destroy one of them he can attack force the force the uh, second chump block and then or something like that and then i do it again and he and he like loses that irrelevant creature 
and I don't have to chump block. And then on my turn, I attack with Archon. He has a Ink Moth Nexus, and he tries to animate to prevent uh, that, but I have a removal spell in hand, so I can bolt that, kill his last auto- automaton, and just basically win the game. Like he can't, he, uh, he cannot rebuild, so I win the game, and that was like really good. This is the burn player who beat me when I was on Amulet, so uh, I was kind of glad to get that win. Uh, next game is uh, against four color. You, you felt validated. You're like, haha, I beat you not on Titan, <laughs> loser. Yeah, I was kind of like thinking he would be on burn again, cause, and I was like, I don't know. Like That was something I was very nervous about, was the burn matchup. And I was glad that he played uh, Archon, or I mean, he played uh, Scales. Like, that felt uh, pr- uh, like a pretty good matchup for me. Uh, next round, I play against four-color Omnath. Uh, I win this game in two, and you know this is reason to pick the deck. It's good against, like, it was good against Yori and Omnath piles, or whatever. Um I get, like, he's strangely... I have two dwarf tokens out. My my library is not cooperating at all. And, like, I think I creative, I go for creativity and he casts counterspell. Like, okay, so he's on counterspells, which is not a, not a guarantee, but he is. And then he, like... I, I'm able to, like, attack with these dwarf tokens and, like, do, and whittle him down a little bit. And when he get, casts Ren and Six, he actually just doesn't kill one of them, which is so weird. Like, he, like, picked up the lamb, like, I, I'm keeping my dwarfs or whatever? Like, you know, you could, like, that's a big deal. Eventually, he gets the, I'm the point where I can, he casts, I, I, I put him down to two life or something. I have bolt in hand, so I'm like, okay, let's find a window, because he has open mana. He has Omnath with the fetch land in, in play. I'm like, okay, this window's not getting better. So I cast bolt, and I win the game uh, with Omnath on the stack. So, uh, game, round two was pretty... <laughs> pretty sexy my hand has like double archon double persist and i was like hell yeah so this is the game where i talked about earlier where i i just go to clean up and just throw the archon in the bin and now i know he he knows that he cannot just tap out at this point like he has to respect that i just have persist and then i draw a spell pierced as well um no i don't i don't remember it doesn't matter because the turn i go for it because i i think i have a prismar command so i bend those cards to make a treasure so i get that fourth mana i cast persist target the archon it resolves uh he responds to solitude it so he uh, evokes solitude so he spends a lot of cards to do this to and i think he goes down to a single card in hand and he loses this like teferi or something and then i have the second persist to rip out that last card i just win the game on the spot basically because there's no way he can recover from that so that was great. I beat the bad guy. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, next round, I'll just be really quick about this. This is a Glimpse, Yorian. Um, he beat me in three games. And I don't care. Uh, round eight, I play against a Hammer again. Uh, this one, it was uh, one of my friends, Hayden. He's uh, one of the Boardwalk gamers. He's, I, like, I like Hayden a lot. He We talk Titan quite a bit. And stuff like that. And I know he's on Hammer from a prior round. I watched him play. And I think like Drew, uh, Drew uh, Ifrit, and uh, someone else. I don't actually remember who else. But they were kind of giving him crap for his play. <laughs> and so I know what he's on. But he, he's ex- I think he's expecting me to be on Titan. But anyway, uh, I beat him in 
uh, in three games. And strangely, in game three is weird because he's attacking me with the uh, the the white uh, the sanctifier invoke, so I can't remove it. Like one turn, I ice it or something like that. And uh, I, ca- I I tap eight lands to cast Archon of Cruelty. It's just a game. It, it was just a weird game that that was what ha- I had to do to win the game. So it was really wild. Uh. And then, and then uh, that's six and two, so I day two. Uh, I'll, tr- I'll try to pick up the pace a little bit. I play against woo! Dredge. Yeah, woo! Yeah, I did it. Uh, round nine, I play against Dredge, a deck I was definitely not ready for, like mentally. No, no uh, one is. N- n- <laughs> right. Um, he goes to he goes for uh, he mulls to five, so I'm like, uh, LOL, is he on Tron or Dredge or something? And he's like, oh, uh, and then he's LOL, on Dredge. is he on Tron or Dredge? Right. You're just like, there's no way, right? And then he just does this thing, and you're like, oh, would you look at that? No, he played uh, he played Gemstone Caverns, like go, yeah, basically Mulligan down another card to steal the play. I was like, ah, okay. Turn two, he goes for Cathartic Reunion, and I'm like, I'll spell Pierce that, and. Like, oh, he, yeah. he got what yeah. he wanted out of that. <laughs> no, I mean, Spellpears isn't really getting too much better. But I'm like, stop. I mean, stop the th- dredge up to 15 or something. He had three, at least three Dark Blasts, too. So I was like, okay, we got a mental note of that, basically. <laughs> um, it, it makes sense, though. But I, I, I basically win because I, I stick the Archon, and that's just, he, he can't come back from that. Uh, game two, I I probably keep a shit hand. Uh, I don't remember the hand, but he griefs me like it takes my only like good card, and just he just does stretch stuff and just like annihilates me. Uh, game three, I was happy to play three ley lines because I found it in the opener, and he didn't see it at all in, in the in the second game. So he like. I, and you know when you do like that play like that, you play like turn zero lane line of the void against Dredge, and the longer they pause, the the more you know that you won the game. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yes, like, yes. Because I know he was like, I wasn't ready for that side, that hate piece, uh, because he probably wasn't playing like I don't. They may have their own nature's claim or um, whatever, but man, he I put him back to the Stone Age with with the ah. turn zero ley line. And he's like, I think like he cast Cathartic Reunion, and I was like, hell yeah, like <laughs> keep did digging. He, did he board again after, between two and three? He never saw it game two, so no, he didn't. No, so he didn't change his board at all. I was like, did he like, oh. bring it? I was like, did he bring in Wear and Tears and then take him out after he didn't see it? <laughs> sure, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Uh, I, I, part of me was like, I should mulligan a little bit more aggressively game two, but I was like, eh, it has creativity. I'm up a game. I, it doesn't matter. Um, and then, uh, like, it was going to be tough to beat grief anyway, but, um, no, turn, turn one grief, but, uh, I kind of wish I had ley line, but it was kind of nice gotcha for game three. Cause the longer he was like doing nothing and just like sighing and feeling bad for himself, I was like, okay, I, sh- I should win this. Uh, game 10, I get, I get some intel from Garrick. He was the person who also top 12, the blue, white, a day's undoing deck. Um, and he was like really pleased that I took put Dredge down in the like X three brackets. Like, all right, I need. I'm glad you beat him because I don't want to play him. Basically, <laughs> Thank Which, you. yeah, I I know control versus Dredge. Like Dredge is uh, pretty good. Um, and 
so he so I like we're we're like looking at our uh the matchups, the next matchups, and I'm like I'm playing against uh this this person. He's like, Oh, he's on Eldraza Tron, he's a he's a good he's a good Etron player. I was like, Okay, th- thank you. Like that's good to know. Um Game one this is a good good series. Uh game one I he casts Karn and gets Tormod's Crypt, which I thought was a little weird of a I guess I I don't know, maybe he's a Maybe he knew it was on persist or stuff, stuff like that. But I thought that was a weird, just like insta grab. Oh, it's um, like not even like a thought. He was like, "I'm getting this." I think. May, I think part of it was like the first thing I was thinking of is like maybe this is his his bait or something, and he's gonna like if I don't deal with Karn, because I will, I cannot let him minus again and get Sundering Titan because I will be I'm, I'll just concede on the spot. Like that was my my headspace. Like Sundering Titan is will destroy. My life, my children's life, my my unfortunate like it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna suck, and so I'm like that's what I'm afraid of was Sundering Titan. So, like I think I like sh- attack with uh, I forget what. So I like I attack with the Goblin Shaman to make a treasure. That happens. I Prismatic Command to kill the Thought Not Seer, which was the blocker, and shatter the Tormod's Crypt. I. Th- think and then uh now with the and then i I have a bolt to just kill karn instantly i'm like i I, no we're not absolutely not um and then later i i just take an archon uh or like double archon uh later and then just win the game on the spot basically game two he uh he gets six mana ugin and then he had karn get mystic forge and just you know basically storms off off the top of his deck like going double reality smasher into just like free expedition map. And I was like, okay, okay, sir, settle down. I get it. Your deck's dope. Uh, and God, you play the coolest deck of all time. <laughs> yeah. So next, so game three, I, he has a okay board and like, I think he leads with like matter reshaper and something or, and, Maybe I got two two walking blister. Yeah, yeah, it's a two two walking blister. So, and he has four available mana open, and I have uh, two dwarfs, the goblin shaman. I attack with the goblin shaman. I'm like, would you like to trade? Uh, he's like, no, no, sir, I will not. And I was like, okay. So, <laughs> I get the treasure token. I have creativity, X equals. Two hitting the tapped goblin shaman token and the treasure token, which I know he can't deal with the treasure token. And X equals three, killing the treasure token and targeting all three of my idiots. I was like, that doesn't do anything because it's just one's going to resolve because that ballista. So he's like, all right, I'll kill the. I think he kills. He, he adds the counter. He gets a third counter. Kills the shaman token. Then he sacrifices the ballista to the archon trigger. That's in. That's on. That's incoming. So that happens, and then uh, then he then I like I go to seven. He draws, uh, and I'm something. I, I anyway, it doesn't matter. I attack. I go to seven life basically, and the following turn he top decks reality smasher while I have no. I'm completely tapped out, but he has no way to deal. Like he. He could put me a two. That was it. So he loses on the spot. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't want to. Okay. I'll be quicker. There's only one more game I need to talk about. I beat Hammer two to one. I don't remember it, unfortunately. 
Uh, I think at 2-1. Uh, notably, uh, we're going to round 12 and 13, the last two rounds. And I hear from Garrick and like one or two other guys that, hey, exit 2 and 2 is good. The 29 match points, that's good enough. It's like, okay, noted. And I draw round 12, go to round 13. My opponent is the same person at the same RCQ. He's He was the one who played Burn. And... Uh, he was the same guy who played Burn, and he's like, "Hey, can we do? I want to intentionally draw. I draw into top eight, but he's the. I get the the uh, pair down. He needs to. Uh, he's like, he's winning draw in. Like he needs to win. Uh, but he's like, I want to take a draw with you because I'm playing Titan and he's on Burn. He's like, I want to take a draw because I have a better chance against like random last last round opponent." I'm like, I want the draw to to lock in the top eight. So I'm like, I'm, I'm fine with that. And I didn't know what he was on before. So I was like, part of me was like, I could just like kick his ass and then just like probably lock in the top eight. Ass. Well, I, but I was like, you know, if I knew he was on burn before that, like I may have, I probably wanted to, I would want to play, but I didn't know he was on before. So I was like, he didn't have to, he told me he was on burn. I was like, oh, but I was like, I don't want to like play knowing that he just told me what he was on. He's like, like it, it, at that event, so that's that was that. We get so we're paired against each other, and we're doing math. And I'm like, and the table next to me is Garrick and another person. They're like, yeah, we're we're good to draw, and they like shake hands, submit intentional draw. The judge was looking at us like, hey, y'all y'all draw now, or y'all need to play like immediately. And I was like, well, Garrick seems so confident in his ability to that they could just draw in. I think we're fine. Like, and I, part of me was like, I think one of us is on the outside, but I'm like, but we, the draw was submitted. And at this point I'm like looking, I'm a half percentage point behind him in the, in the first tiebreaker. And I'm like, that seems like a, that seems like a big advantage for him. So I'm like, okay, well like, and I feel sick to my stomach. Like I'm going to get 13th place. And it's cause I'm a fucking moron. Oh, this is when you brought up the whole, like, I might not top 12. Yeah, I was like, I might not top 12. And basically, in that same tone, was like, I might not top 12. And, like, I walk away. I'm like, I can't do anything. Like, it's up to the tiebreaker gods now. And Roger told me, like, Roger was with me. And I told him, like, I think I'll, I'll be on the outside. And uh, turns out I did actually beat him in the tiebreakers. I, I, I was ahead by 0.6 percentage points. So my prior opponents kicked ass, and his opponents sucked, basically. <laughs> Uh, because I, that was, to me, that was a huge swing. That was like a down half a percent to up 0.6 percentage points. Like that seemed like a pretty big swing for me. Um, and it probably helped that I got paired against the, uh, the, the, the undefeated player than round 12. So I, I got paired against the number one seed. So my breakers, that really helped my breakers too. Uh, but he, he's like, I could tell he's tilted. He's like, man, I just wish we, like knowing I, we could have played it. I was like, I, I know that I was like, it could easily have been me, man. I'm, and I felt bad for him. And, no, screw him. <laughs> and he was like, I, he said he you didn't like. lived until you bubbled out of a dub. I get right. religiously. <laughs> yeah. Like, my life is ninth place. Yeah, I felt bad for him. Like, he shook my hand and he just like, I think he just like completely left the venue. It was like, man. I, Hell yeah. No, <laughs> I, no, no. I felt bad for him because um, anyway, but. I, like he was on burn again, and he said, "I don't, I don't know." And I was like, "Dude, I don't know. My my deck is not ready for burn." Like, admittedly, like of the people in the other, like I told people on the Reddit, like I like my sixty 
I, my, my 60 is my favorite of the of the list. I think it's like the best one. But it was not, I was not built for burn to to play burn well. I don't think so. I I thought it was dicey. I was glad I could dodge it. I dodged it the whole tournament. Uh, so and so it ends at top twelve. I play against Hammer for the fourth time this weekend, and I lose in the third game. Uh, he and I I don't I don't think I play it well. Like Cole, you you said there's more optimal lines that I should have done that would not have mattered. Um, like he attacked with a a thing with the um. It was a the. God, I don't remember what it was called. Pa- P- still. Yeah, Pierce Pierce still. still. And, like, I should have tried to make a block with the dwarf token. I have, like, written it, like, whatever, and just lands, and my hand is just all lands. Like, I have very, very little going on. And I should have presented, tried to go to, to the blocks, because he, with uh, the hammer, is lethal. He would have probably, he should, he would have marched it anyway, and I would, and, uh, I forget what else happens. I don't know. I, it's it's all kind of a blur now. But anyway, he he kills me, and I think I looked at the next three cards, and they were all like duds. So I was I was just completely dead anyway. Um, but and and like getting top twelve in this SUG tournament, I got paired to get some pretty good matchups, and I was probably not one of the top twelve deserving players. I got very lucky, but. I I had I picked a good deck and I pro- I probably picked the best deck and I got it kind of carried me to top twelve so I'm I was very pleased and I'm a thousand bucks richer so I'm happy. Hell yeah, we love money. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I and uh, I'll so my tournament so that the more elaborated notes I'll put in the show notes on t- and the uh, the seventy five I played that will all be in the show notes as well so if you want to see what I did. Uh, I'll probably include like what I think is the best version of the deck, which is mostly my list, but with a few sideboard changes. Um, I'll try to include all that. I'll give you lots of stuff. You know, as he does. Yeah. All right. Well, after that fun-filled adventure, now we have Nick, our champion of our Pioneer 5K. Dude is crazy. Oh yeah, dude, this is my favorite format. I love this format so much. <laughs> yeah, Nick it's... played a very, very interesting deck that he's been... And here's the thing about it. You know, unlike Brent, who's a coward, who jumps from his, his pet deck, you know, the deck that he's been putting a lot of time into, uh, this man right here, uh, he has played this deck God-given forever. So since it's like since it came out, right? Uh, yeah, like I've always had like Fire's Incarnation stuff. Um, I played it probably like when it like first became a deck, hey, like towards like the very beginning of the year, back in like February, like January, February. Um, and then it kind of like got sat down. And then when, you know, RCQs and stuff started, um, I started playing around with different decks. But then when Dominaria United came out and like Leyline Binding and Temporary Lockdown and uh, Xur, like all these new cards came out, I was like instantly in my head, I was like, this is the best deck in the format. I just have to figure out the list. Like no doubt to me that this was like one, the most fun deck to play. But two, like I knew like looking at it, I was like, I don't see how this has like a bunch of terrible matchups. So what is so I don't know if you if we said it already, but what deck did you play? Um, it 
different names like so five five color fires fires invention uh fires incarnation so like the big key to it right is enigmatic incarnation is like the okay. big the big card so what are you tr- what are you trying to do with this deck just like for for people at home um so like it's it's a toolbox deck right so it's a yorian deck <clears throat> um everybody has their different takes on the deck as far as like how you want to eventually like outvalue your opponent um my version you can get a little bit more aggressive as far as like attacking goes um which i think you need to do um but pretty much like the beginning of the game starts with um you just kind of playing like these dirtily enchantments i say dirtily but like there are removal enchantments right you have like the cheaper ones of chain of the rocks trial of ambition um and then like leyline binding um i i worked so hard to get the mana base where i needed it to be where leyline binding was like a guarantee on two and three almost all the time and then when you stick a fires or an incarnation you just start um cashing your enchantments in for creatures and you play all these one of toolbox cards and like the format isn't like modern where there's so many decks where like i can't fit them all in there and you have so many mo- so many modular cards too aether chandler callous blood mage uh, knight of autumn on your main board that like whatever you're facing you probably have an answer for it's probably like actually a like it's a perk to be the 80 card yorian version because these these one of like great targets you don't want to necessarily it's almost bad that if you draw into them too in some cases right right um and then there are like other decks that'll like uh, other lists like mine that'll like play more of something and like i don't know if you really want to play more um like when you look at my list the the only creature i play a two of is their uh, Eternal Schemer. Um, because that was actually a card, like, literally the night before looking at my list, I was like, I want to play a second Xur. Because there are, like, so many games where, like, this Xur can just do it all for you. <laughs> um, don't know if, like, so I don't know if you know all the text on Xur Eternal Schemer. So it's a three- <laughs> I will tell you right now, most people... I was like, I was like, I, oh, I, I, it's probably worth reading because I'm looking it up now because I don't... Cool. Uh, yeah. So it's it's three mana, Esper Colors. It's a 1-4 flyer. So already has great stats, right? So it doesn't die to a lot of things, and it's a flyer. Um, it reads that enchantment creatures you control have Death Touch, Lifelink, and Hexproof. And then for two mana, you can turn on any non-aura enchantment. Uh, turn on as in make it a creature with power toughness equals to its CMC. Um, so when you're playing a deck like Fires, where you need to, like, you can cast your stuff for free and then have your mana still, um, Xur lets you, again, like I said, do it all, right? So in the aggro matchups, you can turn something on, start gaining life, and make blocks. Um, in the mid-range back matchups, you can make your Omen of the Seas, um, get Death Touch and make blocks. Um, and then, like... <laughs> Um, if you need to protect an enchantment because they have removal, you can just give them, turn them on, give a hexproof. Um, it makes them have two removal spells, which is really good. That's nuts. <clears throat> yes, this card is great, and like, yeah, I just kept staring at it, and I was like, you know what? This is gonna be the two of in the deck. <laughs> and like, this card won me like game three against Phoenix in the semifinals, so I will like never go down to one. Like, I will <laughs> probably always have two now. It was insane. <laughs> Awesome. Um, there's yeah there's a lot of different versions of this deck um it's funny how like roger like he he's been seeing different versions of them and he'll send them to me and he's like this one and i'm like no this one no um because like the the format keeps advancing which is good like right there it's not advancing in the way that there's 
like top decks, but it keeps like utterly like there's a, a revolving door. Like people are always trying stuff out, um, but this deck specifically, I think, needs to keep advancing to where like you'll see older versions of this deck. Um, like before we started talking or we started recording, um, we're talking about Agent and Treachery, and I just don't think Agent and Treachery belongs to this deck anymore. Um, I always thought it was kind of a meme. So like before, right? Like there, you had the fires. Um, wasn't it like originally like a three of like like this you do want to do yeah, this and like uh, they multiple wanted the, times. yeah they just wanted yeah. to like get agents steal things and stuff even um jacob was playing like the creativity deck that would get agents and i'm like i don't think it's good enough and he played it and sure enough you would have these games where you like you do all this work and you put an agent in play and you steal one thing and they're like cool it kill you like it just this two what well, i think agent's like a two three right like yeah. it just or a three i think three, the biggest just, problem for agent was the format's like all like 20 permanents now yeah it just like it's it's too widespread it didn't do enough on etb that it really mattered um i know like, some decks like they try to get cute in ways like they'll put agent in play and then if they get to untap with it they can like bounce it flicker it try to do it again but that's a big if and like for such a small body it dies too easily if they flicker it, they deserve it. Right. Um, so, like, the two the two seven drops in my deck that I was playing was Titan of Industry, which is pretty much, like, the default, like, lock-in. I think everybody plays a Titan of Industry now. That it's card's just a great, absurd. Like, I think everybody knows what it does as far as, like, it, do, it does so much. It um, was a potential Titan card, so, yes, uh, yeah. listeners will know what the card does. <laughs> um, and then the other one, still a revolving door, but I think everybody's starting to, like, settle on it, which is, like, what I figured out a couple weeks ago was Dragonlord Atarka is a great yes. magic card. <laughs> like, yes! Very card, cool. As yeah. far as, like, um, like, and that's what I was talking about, like, whenever you do all this work, like, like you're you're fixing your mana to get a ley line in play, you're sacking, like, you're stopping something, right? So you're eating something with this ley line. Probably not always useless. There are random times where I, like, take a token because I know I'm going to untap an incarnation in a way so it doesn't matter. But, like, if I'm ley line something to survive, if I'm going to sack this ley line, whatever I'm getting needs to help me live. Um, and it can't just, like, just steal it, right? So Dragonlord Atarka coming in and, like, clearing away or um, whenever I played against um, Alec in the the quarterfinals, I think game one, um, like, he had Parhelion on me, but I put a Dragonlord Atarka in play, and it blocks, and it killed an angel. Like, <laughs> so, like, it, it does good on finding on, like, different a- aspects like that. Um... Another cool one of in my deck, which was, like, really cool, um, I think it was, like, round four <clears throat> during the event, I played the Mirror, but he was on an older version of mine, and, like, my version, I um, I don't know if, like, you'll link the deck list, but I play Eldrazi Displacer. Um, it, it, yeah, I'll, I'll link the deck list. Sweet, sweet. Um, so Eldrazi Displacer is something that, like, your mana base is going to be one way or another. Mine's this way. It has Displacer, so I'm going to play Pain Lands. Um, but I also play a Karuga. Uh, I love this hippo to death. Um, a lot of people will play a mainboard Yorion, which is okay. Um, but sometimes, like, when you're going up the chain like that and you're blinking stuff, blinking everything with Yorion, sometimes a little lackluster as far as, like, if you're going to, like, if you have a trial of ambition, but they don't ha- or if they have a lot of creatures and it's not going to get what you want, or if, like, you have a fable and all you're doing is getting a 2-2 out of it, stuff like that. Whereas, like, when I put Karuga in play, I'm usually drawing four or five cards, um, which is crazy. Which is insane. Um, I think the on Saturday I played in one of the challenges and I played against Niv Delight and they Nived 
They got two cards. I put a Krug in play. I drew five cards. Um, I won that <laughs> game. <laughs> so like sometimes, sometimes uh, was it quantity? Quantity this time was better than quality for them. Um, I I won. <laughs> um, but this deck scoreboard. Just, yeah, scoreboard. scoreboard. It attacks on so many different angles. Um, uh, like I could go on and on about all the one ofs in this deck. Archon of Sun's Grace. There's a lot of decks that'll play multiple Siege Rhinos. I don't think you need multiples. Um, when you have a way to tutor them, you're fine. If you want to play more than C- more Siege Rhinos, you can. I just this list to me, as far as like having played it for so long now, it's getting really tight. As far as I like all the cards that are in it, um, I think Archon of Sun's Grace is an insane card. As far as like. It helps you, like, if you can get it in play and start to make a couple guys, you can start blocking against Greasefang. Um, you can gain life against um, the aggro decks. So an interesting thing about the deck is if, like, you go up the, the CMCs of it, I think it's so on CMC um, 3, 4, and 7. 3, 4, 5, and 7, I can gain life off of so many cards, um, which is why, like, I feel super confident in aggro matchups about the deck. Yeah. Uh, my sideboard. My sideboard going into the weekend. I didn't know how much control was going to be here. I thought there was going to be a lot of like control in red black. Um, it was very very well di- diverse. Again, love the format because of that. Like right, there was just everything. But I feel like my sideboard is still really good against everything. Um, even though I didn't play against blue white control, I've played against it against it um, online. I've played against it during. weekly events and so three destiny spinners i'm just always going to have them in the sideboard cards great nothing like you play against blue white game one um if you steal it awesome because game two they're probably taking about portable holes you stick a destiny spinner and it's kind of just like (laughs) gg like everything's resolving now oh that's so good yeah it Um, it goes under it so well too it it does on two like so well um yeah destiny spinners once they activate it, it turns a land into a dude? It's four mana, or three in a green. Uh, land becomes XX based on your enchantments. Uh, yep. Yeah. And it's a 2-3 body, which is good a good body for a 2-2. Two, two. That is gross. Yeah. Um, I play Elite Spellbinder. You'll see a lot of these lists play, I think it's like Nimble Larkinist or something. It's Esper card from um, Streets Capenna. Oh, yeah, yeah. A three drop flyer ETBs. You can look at your opponent's hand and take an instant sorcery or artifact. Um, that's okay, um, but spellbinder hitting anything I found way more useful. Um, un- Sadly enough, I played that mirror and my opponent brought in his nimble Larkness and he tutored it up and he put it in play and looked at me and I go, Okay, here's my hand. And he couldn't ah. take a single card. He was like, oh. And then I untapped, and I played my Spellbinder, and I made his things cost more. And he was like, oh. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Makes so sense. I will, like, Checks. I'll always be a friend. Uh, like, I'll always be, a, like, a fan of Spellbinder for that reason. Like, yes, like, late game, your opponent might have more mana, so they can just cast it. But, like, still just getting it out of their hand, like, putting it in exile can matter for different cards. Um, the... Three rest in peace. I think your worst matchups are your graveyard ma- or, or your graveyard decks. So Phoenix is really tough because um, they can be aggressive with like spell pierce and Aether Gust backup, and then Grease Fang can just get you sometimes. Um, Tamio, Tamio, I put in there. Collector of Tales. Um, that's going to be like your red black, your mono black, like kind of hate cards, right? Because 
uh, static ability is they can't make you discard or sacrifice permanents. And yes, then yeah. She's four, she's four mana, so if they make you discard early, you stick her and you get a pick back up because you could just down tick and um, get a card back from a graveyard. I think you're as many times as I played red black. Now I beat it, dear. I beat red black and mono black in the event. I actually I boarded Tamio in, never saw them. The, <laughs> the more I play the matchup, the more of a cakewalk it feels like. So I think Tamio is now the flex spot. So I have two free slots in this deck in the sideboard at least. Um, yeah, because she was super cool, but now I'm just like, you know what? Actually, I just don't think I need her anymore. Yeah, so that was going to be my, <laughs> I guess my initial question yeah. is, uh, the if you had if you had to run back the tournament, or if there's like SCG Con Dallas 2.0 this weekend, you want to run this back? Do you run this 95, or do you like do or Tamio? Do you think that that slot could be improved somewhere? I think I'll. I think if I was to run this back, I would switch four cards. Um, okay. The two the two Tamios would become something else. Um, the coma, um, the coma in the sideboard was cool. Whereas like I never really knew what to bring it in against, and if it's only there for maybe blue white control, I don't know if it's that great. I think maybe just playing like. Um, Taking a look at like some other seven drops um, to start going over would be another thing. Like maybe maybe I do try to aid into treachery, but again, like I fall into like I don't really know what to like play over it. Um, so maybe it just like doesn't even need to be a seven drop. I think maybe your seven drops just being Titan of Industry and um, could you target? feasibly would you could feasibly just say a second Titan of Industry? Like could that potentially yep, be maybe good. like yeah. uh, uh, there there were some times where i'm just like because there were some times where i would like pitch a titan to a, a fable because i'm like i'm not getting anywhere near this like it's unfortunate but i'm gonna go ahead and get it out um but yeah because like, uh, like yeah i actually like, really like that um because it's not legendary um it, it's so good there there have been times where i like put titan in play and then the next turn like if they're not going to concede to the first titan they'll concede to the second one so i'll sack a two drop and go get a class pool mimic and copy the titan and they're like okay i'll concede to that one and i'm like cool 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 <laughs> awesome. uh, okay you beat me there you got it <laughs> yep, i'm like Very uh. cool. <laughs> um so those three in the board and then um i'm not saying aether chandler is bad in the main i think aether chandler is a really good card it's a modular card um, but sometimes I do miss having a deputy of detention in the sure. deck. Yeah. And that is one. Um, I originally cut it to put the Knight of Autumn in the deck. And now I kind of want it back. And Aether Chandler is kind of like that less of a, uh, a silver bullet card. Whereas like Callous Blood Mage can exile a yard and Knight of Autumn can destroy an enchantment or artifact. Aether Chandler can just bounce something. Um, so. Yeah. Deputy might make its way back into the deck. Okay, cool. <laughs> this deck, uh, I think maybe the pod knows. I I bought thirty Nylea's presents just in case. Um, um, so if, if you find me, if you see me on the street, yeah, just ask for four of them. It's it, in my like, back it pocket. Blows, it It's so funny, like how like the deck's still like a little slept on because there are times where I'm like. I've done like the during the event where I'd go like tap land and then untap play pain land Nylea's presence the pain land go untap something in the Nylea's presence and or uh, I'd lay line binding and they're like for they're like cost two or three and I'm like it costs one Nylea's presence and they're like oh 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh they're like oh it's it, it got it 
I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, and like the I liked like going through the whole event, like it was really like pretty widespread. Like round one, I beat Grease Fang. Um that one wasn't too like my opponent seemed good. I just I think he got like really unlucky in, in game one, he molded the five. Um he did like he did his thing where he like mold to five, um, turn one stitcher, turn two thought sees me, turn three like was able to grease fang, but I had answers. I had ley line binding <laughs> like after he thought seized me. <laughs> I was like, sorry. <laughs> Can't thought seize the top of my deck. And then we moved Gross. to game two. Um game two he didn't thought seize me right away and I went turn two rest in peace and just like he couldn't deal with it and lost. Yeesh. Um round two and three were pretty similar um round two was against mono black aggro and then round three was against red black midrange both of those are like pretty similar as far as like how boarding and everything goes um mono black has it was actually like it seemed less aggressive than the red black deck did because they didn't have stuff like bone crushers and fables to like keep going at different times um again like both of those just seem so free um they're just like you have so much value like they can only do so much but if they're not aggressive with it um like against red black i think it was either game one or two he like thought seized me two times in a row and then duressed me and then still lost because he just his only pressure was a blood tithe harvester and i just kept playing the stuff off top of my deck <laughs> and he lost to it <laughs> real shit yeah that's, a, that's like, awesome sorry <laughs> Um, round four was the mirror, which was like the most fun. I two owed him. Um, we had a great time talking. And then even afterwards, when it like, um, in the second one, when I like, I drew like six cards with this Karuga, he was like, yeah, that Karuga seems way better than my Orion. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bad companions, cowards. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and we got, and he was still on the old tech of like groom, sh- uh, gloom shriekers and stuff. And like, again, like, this deck needs to evolve and it needs to evolve past the part where you're playing gloom shriekers and renegade rallyers because that's just not enough value to like win games it's you're dirtling but you're giving your opponent the opportunity to still beat you right if that makes sense like gloom gloom shrieker gets back a permanent cool renegade rallyer lets you put omen of the sea back in play cool but like you're not doing anything against your opponent so you're still letting them advance their board and probably kill you right um, and then round five was the scariest because I thought that's when I was going to get my first loss. Um, one, it was against Mono White Humans. Um, game one, um, he wasn't super aggressive out of the gates, um, which lets which let me inevitably like I think it was like turn five or six. I put in a Tarka in play and just like wiped half his board, and he was like, "Okay, I'll concede to that." And I was like, "Cool." <laughs> um, game two, that one was very quick. He killed me pretty quick. Um, I kept a kind of slow hand, but he had turn two Thalia, and I had an answer, and he had turn three Thalia, and I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm winning this game. Um, <laughs> I don't have an answer for all that. I was like, I don't know if I'll be fast enough, and he was much faster than I was. I was able to put, like, some blockers in, but then a Brave the Elements just, like, gave him the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then game three was, like, super long, because every... It felt like on both of our sides, every... Um, not only every play, but every trigger mattered. Where he put counters matter, mattered. What he brutal cathard at the time seemed to matter, and what I skyclaved like seemed to mattered. And then it like rolled down to like I like I had a Titan of Industry in play, right? But he also had like six sixes in play 
<laughs> because, um, what is it, Luminar Aspirant, the thing that yeah. gets counter? Yeah, yeah. That plus um, Thalys Lieutenants, his stuff was just growing. Um, but it kept turning into like weird standoffs and weird trades and like, it was just like got really drawn out um event and like eventually like i had um i had fires but i could just like never find this incarnation right and like i was like hellbent for a while i would draw and like i had a fable i'd play it i put a 2-2 and he was like you know what i think it's like getting too close so he went ahead intact like i made some blocks and i was like i just don't know like am i supposed to lose everything i don't know how this is supposed to go <laughs> um so I made blocks, I went to one, and I was like, you know what, I'll give myself the double loot of Fable, and if I don't get it, I don't think I'm going to win this game either way, either way. So I draw my card, so I have a land in hand, I draw, I think it was like another land, it was irrelevant, so I just threw them both to the side, I draw two cards, and I see the incarnation, and I'm like, rip, you lose. <laughs> and <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure when I drew it to, I go, oh cool, I got it. <laughs> out loud because I saw his eyes light up and I felt so bad like <laughs> trying to withhold myself and I just like put it on the table I was like moved to my instep sack this fires and I like picked up my deck and I looked at him I was like I'm looking for a masker girl <laughs> oh damn. and I literally like I put this masker girl in play and so it like the events of it going to all I had in play um, was a a Titan of Industry and two Trial of Ambitions. So I put this Masker Girl in play. It kills the first um, three things, right? So it killed like a 1-1, one, one, trigger, killed something else, trigger. And then key card, he had a, a Brutal Cathar that had a counter on it. So it was a 3-3. Three, three. It, was, it was holding my Yorion. <laughs> oh. Oh, what? So it, it died. My Yorion came back. So I picked up my... I picked up my stuff. <laughs> the rest of his board, except for like his two seven sevens, died. Um, I go go. Uh, well, I kept sorry. I kept the Titan of Industry because it wasn't gonna die. So I had my Titan, the Yorion. He had two seven sevens, no trample. So he like he could attack, but I can make double blocks. And out of his instep, both the trials were coming back. So he like drew his card, and he was like, "I guess I lose." <laughs> and he put his <laughs> and I was like, "Holy crap!" That's like, I could not believe it. It was crazy. Like it was the craziest like top deck for me. Uh, Fable so good. See, <laughs> they need to ban it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and then Cole sick, uh, Cole wanted to know about round six. So yeah, we go to sit down for round six, and um, there's only three five O's. Um, I'm at table one with one of them. The other one got the pair down, uh, and I'm pretty sure like double ID gets there. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go sit down and double ID with my, or I'm gonna draw with my opponent. Um, yeah, I sit down and the judge is like, oh, your opponent's not here, but we started three minutes early. We'll still wait. Um, he was like five minutes late, so you get a game one loss. Or they told him if we started, he was going to get a game one loss. Um, so I know this kid. He plays at Evo every now and then, and he plays like he plays mono red, but more of a burn. Like Chandra dress the kill, light up the stage, like skewers, like that kind of burn. Okay, okay, sure. Like, still the older one. And I actually think, like, if this deck has bad matchups, I think it's the burn, and I think it's, like, Blue-White Spirits, probably. Because Blue-White Spirits is one of those decks where, like, it can still... Um, Just uh, noodle you. Yeah, like, it can it um, spell queller you while still putting, like, lords and stuff in play and, like, get, like... Like, their pressure is still very real with, like, still being able to have, like, these, like, reactive cards. I think. 
Um, I haven't. I think I've only played against it once. I lost to it um, a few weeks ago. But I think that's probably like. But it's very underrepresented, so I felt safe. Yeah. Um, so he came. He sat down, and he was like looking pretty bummed. And I was like, Michael, like it's cool. I was like, I still want to draw because, like, to me, I was like, it was so funny to see like the next like three tables look at me, being like, "What? You're gonna do that? Like, so crush him?" Like, I would. They no, to see, I would have. Like, I would have done the same thing. Like yeah. they wanted to see blood, but I was like, you know what? I'd rather have a two-hour break and go get food and a drink before top eight because I'm yeah. winning this event. <laughs> I <felt laughs> see, so I said it. I, I, I said like, it. I was like, I'm feeling so confident. Um, so that's exactly what happened. I took um, I took the draw the next two rounds, and then we got into top eight. <clears throat> awesome. Um, top eight was cool. Like Cole said, it was really unfortunate. Round one, I had to play against Alec, um, but we had like some amazing. <laughs> we had some amazing games. Uh, I told you so. Game one, yeah, I like he went for his thing, but I had a target to like start to slow him down, and then like I got more value than his Parhelion could um, do to me. Um, game two, um, I kept. Uh, relatively slow hand on the back of a, a rest in peace but he had an answer for the rest in peace and then he just like went super wide with chariot and i just wasn't drawing well so he won um and then game three was just nuts right so like alec moles to five um he keeps this hand i have no idea what's in this hand but i'm pretty sure it was like one land three thought season an enchantment hate piece like <laughs> Because this full, um, I go like land go, and I keep a hand of three lands, no black source, but I have an omen of the sea and a callous blood mage. And I'm like, oh, this hand's great. <laughs> um, so I'm like, tap land go, and Alec goes, thought sees you. I'm like, darn. He takes my omen. I'm like, interesting. And I go land go, and he goes, thought sees you, take your blood mage. I'm like, that kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> then I untap and I, um, playing elite spellbinder to see his hand and his hand is like land double enchantment hate piece it's uh cole no it's the green one it's the new one that has a kicker oh terror sunder yeah um so i see those and i'm like okay or it was like those and i think he drew a parhelion so i was like okay exile the parhelion that's one less to deal with um and then the over the next like four turns nothing happens <laughs> <laughs> um i attack go he plays land go i attack uh, I try to resolve an uh, incarnation. He blows it up. I attack. <laughs> he goes like Stitcher Supplier go. <laughs> like it's just so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, like the way this game's going. And then like fi- like I have him. He takes a hit and like I see him think about it. So I know he probably like has some type of kill spell in his hand. I see him think about it. He takes a hit, goes to two. Um, between like a Stitcher Supplier and like I think the game had went so long he like double grizzly salvaged he got another parhelion in the yard and i had like shocked a couple times now um where he like draws and he's like all right grease fang and i'm like you got it he puts the thing in play and he attacks me down to six and i'm like i'm like oh i think i just lost because like i just i couldn't do anything and i'm like i don't know what's going to get me out of it because i've like think of like a land and a fires in my hand or something like just two things that really don't matter and i know everybody's behind me too so i had to like Kind of like, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. So I like kind of peek at the top card as I slide into my hand. And I just like, I just start laughing hysterically. And I put a siege rhino in play. 
<laughs> and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And I see Drino and Alec just like looks at his life and he's like, I just lost to see Drino. <laughs> In 2022, this has happened. Accepted the defeat and like we shook hands and hugged it out. It was so funny. I'm really pleased. Like I'm so glad Alec did did so well Uh, because I don't see him at like these events too often. Like I've seen him at like one RCQ, I think. Yeah, like I had just recently met him like through you guys. Yeah, Um, he just started going to the the Hala like a few weeks ago because I told him like a while ago like hey it like pioneer happens and yeah get your ass over here he's like okay i think it's a long hike for him so it's it's, it's always great to see him he's a he's a good guy I like yeah I like he was really cool we talked like throughout the like entire event like missing each other through the whole thing until top eight <laughs> right yeah he's in like basically the core group like yeah. our, our he was in our huddle the whole time it was just yeah like you said it was a bummer that y'all got f- faced off right away but anyway um, my next one was against Phoenix, which I was like really surprised. Like I knew he was there. <coughs> I was just surprised to like see Phoenix in general because it like it comes and goes so fast. Um, game one, like I didn't play as aggressive as I think I should have, and then he kind of like he stole the game with a um, copying a temporal trespass and taking a couple extra turns and just beating me that way. Uh, game two, I played rest in peace on turn two and he lost <laughs> just literally how that game <laughs> happened um he probably played for three more turns and was like yep where this is no going anywhere and he just picked his cards up and i was like okay um game three um was interesting um he didn't start off super fast so i was expecting like a spell pierce or something in his hand so when it came to like turn four or so i was like i can either bait the spell pierce out i had a tap land so i couldn't was it three or four? I remember I could either play Rest in Peace now, get Spell Pierced, or try to resolve um, a Fire's Incarnation like the next turn or two. Um, so knowing like he had a lot of cards, like this isn't like game two. It wasn't like super early on. I don't think he's like he's probably more prepared for it. Like the deck plays Ledger Shredders. Even if um, I do resolve the r- rip, I go ahead and throw it into the Spell Pierce. It did. It got countered. <clears throat> Um, so next turn I was able to like fires and then, um, fires incarnation, go get a, a callous blood mage to slow him down by exile in his yard, which was good. Cause there was a Phoenix in it. Um, the turn after, like, I think his next turn, he ended up, he like aether gust my incarnation or something. <laughs> we got this really weird standoff, um, where he like, he saw like three aether gusts, which was insane to me. Like I was just like, come on on dude after the third one i like i remember like looking over i was like can i see your exile and like counting because i was like holy crap um but so for me it was just kind of like he didn't have a lot of pressure because he had like um i think it was like two ledger shredders one was a two power one was a three like it was it was some damage but it wasn't like too concerning to me at the time because like you can still take hits with this deck because when you when the advantage bar swings back it swings back pretty far um, so I remember him, we were like, I, I resolved an incarnation, but I didn't have like a lot going on. And I was like trying to think of like the line that I'm supposed to take. I'm like, how do I take the line to win? I was like, there needs to be a line that involves me winning the game without like this taking more than the amount of turns that I need. 
Um, so I was just like counting it up with my hand, and I was like looking at this zur and this um, ley line in my play in play or in my hand. But I had a fires in play, so I couldn't cast this ley line because I was stuck on like five lands. <clears throat> um, so then I like saw the line. I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure if I sack the fires, he'll think it's a sign of weakness because I'm gonna go get Karuga and draw cards. He's gonna think I'm gonna dig for something, so he's gonna swing out. If that works, I think I'm winning the game. And that's exactly what happened. I sacked, I went and got Karuga, I drew some cards, I passed. Um, he went for an attack. I was like, cool, flashing this ley line binding. Um, take one of your ledger, sh yeah, take one of your ledger shredders. He was like, okay. He played like two more spells. All I had was a Karuga in play, right? And he was at 16. <laughs> I think he was at 16. And I was like, cool. And he was like, yeah, go ahead. I was like, okay. I think I had like a Skyclave in play, but that doesn't block. Um, I drew, I played Zerk, <laughs> immediately, fire, immediately fired up the, um, the Ley Line and attacked with Ley Line, Karuga, and a Skyclave for Exaxes. I was like, <laughs> I can't remember what he was at. But he went from, like, total confidence to just dead. And he was like, I just died. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. <clears throat> so that was, like, one of the real, I was like, I'm never taking the second Zer out because I was like, Zer, Zer's great. That's awesome. Even if he did die, doesn't the thing get lifelink? <coughs> Yeah, yes, he gained yeah. six uh, minimum. Yeah, gross. Um, yeah, it's there are games like that. Um, like earlier, I think against like mono black, I think that like same, not that same exact line, but like those line of events happen where I'm just like, okay, ley line your thing, untap, uh, play uh, Nile's present straw card, go ley line your thing, okay, untap, plazer, turn my ley lines on, attack for twelve, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, yeah the, like it just like it can get absurd like really quick sometimes if you're not prepared for it and that's why i think it's like one of the best decks in the format i just think like people kind of brush off toolbox decks or look at decks that have all these cards and they're like i don't want to deal with this i that's that's i was about to say it's like i look at these like 16 one of creatures and i'm like uh eh, never mind correct you know like go back to like thinking about blue red creativity or whatever the shit i do yeah no but i think i think the deck's awesome and i could talk forever about it about like all the different things that you could try to play in it um because there are like you you can play and like i say like and i love my list like i love it i love it to death but they're definitely like people could definitely like take a version of this somewhere else and like still like tweak it to like fit their meta like so many bit like the so much bullet better deck. for yeah it's a silver bullet deck for like whatever you want to do um, there's so many things you can play. Like if you have a if you have a store where a lot of people are playing like spell based decks, like fit fit a couple Cambals and Campbells in your whatever however you pronounce it in your sideboard. Like that card's great. Um, if you have like a lot of like if you have Lotus Field or Phoenix in your store, like a lot. Like we don't, um, which is why I I cut the idol on a rhetoric. Um, again, like I don't feel like it's like super needed, but if you feel like you want to go ahead and have one more bullet against him, put it back in the deck. It's great. Deck is sweet. Deck is very sweet. I love the deck. I think it's so good. I think it's yeah. I think it's good too. Yeah, I had a lot of fun playing it over the weekend. I was super. I was like so happy because I haven't been able to play like in a lot of RCQs, and I was like, you know, we're gonna play SCG Con. I'm so excited because I've been so sad that I haven't been able to like wear my polo that Jeremiah got me and like rep the store and then like i show up finally and i'm like oh cool i got the shirt we're i got the deck and then i won and i was like we did it like it was such a like <laughs> a triumphant moment for me that's awesome 
That's good shit. You you definitely deserve it. Both of you deserve the success you you got. I'm gonna be honest. You're both phenomenal players, and y'all both try really hard. Like nothing, nothing's really handed to y'all. Like you, you're not like oh man, I luck sacked my opponent. And I, I I didn't deserve that win. Like both of you fought for your your victories, and that you both very much deserve uh, deserve the success you both got. Dude, I'll give like a huge shout out to um to JV for coming up and just hanging out because like literally him all day was just like, yeah, man, stay positive, stay positive thoughts, positive thoughts get you there. And like, and I think that's like what rolled it like through me. I'm like, whenever, um, like game one, game one, I didn't, or round one, I didn't talk to my opponent like too much. He wasn't very talkative, but I'm a talkative guy. Um, round two and three, like both of my opponents talked a little bit round four against the mirror like we talked so much we had set like we were laughing during our match um my round five opponent i was i was gonna mention actually oh brent um my humans opponent was hayden um oh the okay, guy yeah. who played yeah he plays titan a lot when i saw him i was like oh i'm like okay you play titan my buddy mason plays and we like talked a little bit like that yeah and then like when i was gonna be up a game but i like offered my opponent the draw in round um uh, round six anyways I, I felt like just like that positive energy like followed me all the way through like the event and i was like man like as much as jacob want like as much as jacob's like be as toxic as possible sometimes positivity kills him too <laughs> no you know what's funny was uh going the top 12 match uh my opponent I, I unfortunately i don't remember his name but he we we had uh good games and like after game one he's like can i use the bathroom you know, to the judge, I was watching our game. I was like, I, I need to use the bathroom, too. So we kind of, like, held yeah. hands together, walked to the bathroom together, and, like, kind of made small talk. I was like, yeah, it's, uh, now we can collude in here, like, what I joked about or something. And, oh, gosh. And, yeah, it was, like, he was a good opponent. And, um, it, yeah, all all, op- all opponents were, were good. Good opponents are pleasant, at the very least. I'm just kind of bummed that uh, it's kind of fun to like be in the same tournament. Just like, oh, how would yeah, you played the 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 green guy. How'd that go? Oh, you won or whatever. And I'm just like, I want to be a part in that same tournament too, just so I could like be a part of the army or whatever. But I, I was just a cheerleader with uh, with JV. <laughs> That's I'm, a, fine. I'm always cheerleader. Oh, and also it felt so good and like. I- whoever the listens are, maybe they're going to have different feelings about like splitting cash and stuff in top eight. But it was funny. Like we're getting, we're like most of the, like, I think it's like the first three or four tables ID, which was crazy. I think that table four did it. Cause someone did bubble out, um, going into top eight. And we were all talking about, Oh, like, that's the Phoenix guy. Cause he was like, you, he, he was telling me, he was like, Oh, thank God you won. Cause he didn't want to draw. Cause he knew it was a bubble out. And his, yeah. his opponent was like, yeah, we're drawing. And he's like, what? Because it was so crazy because there was um, James Sung was 13 points and like if he won he goes to 16 and it was going to get weird for some people and he was playing like I don't know why so many people drew. Um, it was wild to me. I should I should have drawn in mine and I got lucky oh, with the tiebreaker gods. Um, but like there was like six or seven of us that were all talking. We're like, yeah, I think we're all gonna split cash. And we sit down before the top. Oh, Alec was telling me about this. We do we do the little slips, and they're like, we're not splitting. And I'm pretty sure it was the uh, the mono green devotion, or that's what, that's what Alex said. He said, "Is either that I'm, or the human?" Because player. no, no, no. She the humans player was all in. Um, it was either the mono green guy because when Barlin mentioned it to him, he was like, "Hmm, I'll think about it." 
And then the other unknown was Michael, the guy that I ID'd with round six, the guy that was late on mono red, because sometimes he doesn't like to split, which I don't know why he wouldn't. 500 bucks was a great thing for everybody to have. Um, but both of them lost. And then we immediately all split in top four and <laughs> that much better. I was like, okay. I, I would, I would always say, yeah, let's split cash. Like, yeah, because yeah, it's like you could win like 300 or if you lose, you get like 300, but if you split, you get like 500. And if you win, you get, Dude, like, they lost. I'm pretty whatever. sure he got, I'm pretty sure he got 200. He lost $300 by not splitting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like to me, I'm just like, nah, I'll just take safe cash. Like I was thinking about that too. If I got did a little better and, the the top in the SCG of like I'm gonna see if we, we anyone wants to split like if I top eight like top four was like was like three thousand dollars if split four ways or something so I was like I I, I do that yeah I was like this is crazy but yeah it was a it was a really good weekend overall right it's 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 great if like Cole got like made cash in the tournament and he did the fourth best in our group that's an awesome tournament for for the for the group. Yay! <laughs> no, it, honestly, phenomenal weekend. Like I said, I um, I always enjoy going to these things and see the friends that I don't usually get to see. Like it's always good. I love seeing Roger, Jacob, uh, seeing Drew's always amazing, especially since he's about to be a dad. Well, I mean, he is a dad, but he's about to have the actual child, <laughs> and so now he's on like lockdown. Yeah, we had Mikey and uh, Devin also in our in our circle as well. JV, as you said, as well. It was great to have all of them in the group. Yeah, JV's always phenomenal. Uh, I love that man to death. Um, he's great. So, um, and, prob- and probably more people that that I'm missing. But yeah, it was great to see- have everyone. Yeah, like I said, just just seeing everybody, and then just like. Seeing Nick and uh, Brent do as well as they did was was always nice, and, and like I said, you guys really deserved it. As, and one more shout out to to you, Cole, because I told you like days before, like, hey, maybe I just go to the DIT and RCQ. And I told you that was the dumbest. I- well, oh wait, time out, time out, time out. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, apparently, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> I, I still think that's dumb if you would have gone, but apparently there were people talking about it near me in the RCQ. And uh, somebody said only eight people showed up to it. Okay. I don't know how true that is. I have no idea. That it's probably pretty close. Like, why would you like there's. Yeah, it's probably about right. Oh, my gosh. And apparently they just kind of like passed out the invite, essentially. Oh, my God. Why do I believe that? I believe that. Yeah. So I I don't know how true that is. That's just what I was hearing. Their RCQ is scheduled way before the SCG said they're coming into town, so that that it's not on them for like that's just unfortunate because that's the store we went to and and um it's a it's a it's a fine store in Denton yeah um but that was uh that was kind of unfortunate like that it worked out for them definitely was yeah i was listening to them talk about or people talk about it and i was like that'd be crazy if there was just like eight people yeah <laughs> that's insane that's what, yeah that's what I, I, I said i, I was like I did, you imagine going and you're like the best in the room and there's only like seven other people yeah like the store was fine but the price like i i would want a little bit more price support 
at the RCQ because it was pretty shit over there. So, as I said, that might have been another factor too. But I don't. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure it was more sealed product, and people aren't after that. Yeah, I think I got like six standard packs for top fouring or something like that. It was like not very Ew. good. I know. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> you. <laughs> no, yeah, it was. It was like they gave the packs like, "Hey, thanks," and I was like, "Yeah, we're, you like." we're getting kind of really robbed this rcq it's like it's hard to put a dollar value of how it I is think the but rcq was like 50 dollars like, um... like the value in me having the invite or something like oh, you, you sure. can't put a dollar on it or whatever i love but um it one of my like favorite rcqs or like pptqs back in the day was always um jim over at madness and denton because he was like he always had a small store but he was a very simple man he was like 15 bucks is the price the only prize is the invite. You all come. And like, <laughs> and it was always like, I think his old store, he could have like maybe 36 people in it. And his new one only fits like 20 maybe. So like, it's always a small event, but like, it is the best people because only the grinders are like are the ones willing to pay, even if it's 15 bucks, willing to pay 15 bucks just to like play for an invite. But like, so it's funny, like sometimes like a random a random person will be like, oh, this looks cool, and, like, get in there and then, like, be like, oh, no, what did I do? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what the um, – <clears throat> when I played in the one and I bubbled the last one that he had when I was on Four Color Humans, the Pioneer one, there was, like, this rando that there, and he was just, like, you could tell he was out of his element because, like, <clears throat> everybody that was there were people that have won PPTQs before in the past or, like – there was two people there that have like won regionals like like th those kind of people don't get like those kind of people play for just invite kind of events whereas like some people just go for the packs or go for the cash or whatever else is offered right yeah. like like peak spike or whatever yeah yeah uh, didn't he used to run the regionals too yeah he ran the regionals at the other madness they weren't associated but the other madness in plano was just bigger so that's where they always have well, it. yeah but he also ran the regionals that were like in the like event centers in texas yeah star city yeah the overpriced like events that didn't <laughs> yeah those things were hey we absurd. hey yeah, they would pull like a hundred some odd people they would because we were desperate for anything <laughs> i would go burn i think they were like 50 bucks i go burn 50 bucks every time mm-hmm yeah, I missed the old IQ system. I'd oh burn 50 God. bucks at IQs all the time. Hell yeah. <clears throat> Get my ass kicked at those. I, IQs were usually always like 1Ks too. So it was like, so, so, like I was one of those guys. Like I was just trying to win some money sometimes. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'd get an invite to go to Virginia, but you know where I don't want to go? Virginia. <laughs> I was like, yeah, just give me the money. Yeah, yeah I was uh, like, just give me the money. <laughs> old buddy Michael Cooper. So, I'd always be the one, yeah, you top four, and you're like, is everybody going to split? Because I don't care about the invite. That is crazy. I miss that. Y'all split, I'll leave right now. <laughs> yeah, I will I will go home. <laughs> I, you have to say no more words to me. I will leave. Yeah, the, I mean, there's a there's kind of a, you know, it's funny. It's like when it comes to, like, these big, big tournaments, like, I want to play Magic as little as possible. Like, I don't play it on Fridays or whatever, and, like, I, I, I could kind of get that. Magic's more... It, it's a better The Gathering game than it is Magic. Or whatever. Okay. 
I mean, it just depends, like, what kind of what, what player you are, because, like, some people, like, they're in it for the experience of gathering, so, like, they go to, like, every FNM and ever. Right. Or, like, if they have multiple decks, they'll show up to, like, all the different format stuff. And then you have, like, your grinders who are like, okay, I'd rather play Moto when I need to practice, and then, like, show up to the big events when they come around. Yeah, that's the smart thing to do, I think. I mean, I think it depends on how you get better. Yeah, I mean, like, paper is so much more, it's, like, way more fun, but, like, Moto, it's, like, you just, like, you, I can also, go in right now and just, wanna, like, play match. They also don't want to devote, like, money to cards when they could switch it, the, like, the week before or the day before. Yeah. So Moto lets them figure out, like, what they're going to play first. I've definitely yeah. done that in the past. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, definitely the most money-efficient thing to do. Like. It's a lot more rough if you're like, all right, I'll buy the 75 up. Shit, I'm cutting like 10 cards from it because it's bad. (laughs) But yeah, I think I think that's everything. Um, Today, gang, Uh, I will say it was wonderful to have Nick on. Uh, I had messaged Brent about seeing about getting Nick on because I thought about it and I was like, you know what? We should do a super episode uh, celebrating your both of y'all's success that weekend. So, yeah, yeah, this is great to have Nick on. Thank you. Yeah, it was a blast having. I, I love talking about toolbox decks. Anytime one does well, I will have no problem coming back and talking about it. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, we're never opposed to having guests. We've had. I don't think we've. I think we've had. Drew, we've had Tyler. Did we have Drew? We had Tyler. We had Drew. Roger was our first. We had Mikey, and now Nick. I think that's it. Yeah. So if you want to come onto the podcast, win a five k. Yeah, that's that's our bar. Like, you gotta win five k. Yes, I set the bar. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Damn it, Nick! You were supposed to get like fifth or something. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not Alec. Ah, shit. Wow. Love you, Alec. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to congratulate again everyone this weekend that went and played. Uh, Alec, you know, top eighting, and even uh, even just the people that showed up and did side events. I know. Um, I know me and Nick did some side events. I know Drew did some side events, and. I know everybody did some, so, uh, yeah, it was honestly, it felt very normal, um, felt like we're getting back there. Uh, I, I'll, I'll say something real quick. I wish they did NRG, like, build up, like, fi- fire on demand, as opposed to, like, these scheduled, like, events. Oh, I'll, for sure. Like, that was something that was really sweet at the NRG, where it's like, we got eight, all right, win a box, let's do it over there, basically. Yeah, you know, like they they used to do those type of things like way back in the day, and like it blows my mind that they don't anymore. And I just like it's I think it's just because they're like such less structured than they used to be. I also like, think I a big thing like... too is COVID hit so hard. Yeah, on like money for them, like they can't just like throw away like X amount because I think some of the side events were pretty fucking pricey. Like what was the one we did, Nick? It was like twenty some dollars, right? For yeah, like equivalently, like the plus challenges or whatever. Yeah, equivalently, like it was three hundred ticks, which is like I guess thirty bucks, right? Yeah. In credit, so like I don't know that. That was yeah. I like I, two like it was, it was three rounds. I went two zero, and then I just like ID'd my last one because which like, they like recommend. Like they're like you yeah. should you should do that. They were like just go up there ID. It's fine, and I'm like okay, and then yeah, it's pretty much just like breaking even 
the whole time. But like, I did one, and I was like, okay, this looks is cracked. I'm I'm fine. I can take the rest of the day off. Yeah, that's kind of where we were both. Were. I was like, I played Rack Sack because I was like, I don't get to play this deck often, so I played that. We played, and I was just I just wanted to go to Jake's. <laughs> oh my god, Jake's was so damn good. Oh yeah, y'all left me there because you y'all were... decided to not lose. And I, I was hungry. And what was I going to do? Lose. And then you could come <laughs> join us. That's what Jacob did. Yeah, that's exactly what Jacob <laughs> that's, did. That's why he did. He yeah. was a little yeah. frustrated, but the food from Jake's Burger and Bar, downtown Fort Worth, if anybody's ever there. I've literally... Great so, place. I work out in Frisco, <laughs> and I recommended it to everybody out there. I was like, if you're ever in Fort Worth for like fucking any reason, you should go. 100%. I'm glad y'all had fun without me. You should have lost. I so they asked they were like should we wait for Brent I was like he has like fucking two more rounds I was like no <laughs> and Yorian's legal <coughs> yeah I was, now like, it's yeah. Yeah. I was like this motherfucker's not losing I was like you're two on a tear rounds, I was like let's four more leave hours. I was like we'll be back by the time he's finishing and lo and behold we get back and you're still not done and I was like, yeah okay. probably like looking for my one of Ketria Triome you know taking forever it's correct my style yeah I wouldn't even talk about you being slow I was just saying like the whole term as a whole y'all took forever. No, so many rounds are like 22, 25 minutes overtime for miscellaneous reasons. Yeah, like y'all's, y'all's event took way fucking long. Not yeah. nearly as long as when we were in St. Louis and Tyler's opponent fucking. <laughs> Two side events yeah. deep and he's still in game one. <laughs> oh my god, that was so wild. Yeah. There are some really so... Pl- like, he wasn't the only one. There's like the other one, too. Well, it's okay. Am I fuck? I fucked up. We need to go back to my upkeep real quick. <laughs> it's super casual, Ariel. Yeah, hon- <laughs> honestly, it felt like it was like go through your deck, pick the best seven cards, and that, like that's your starting hand. Like good luck. <laughs> like holy shit! When I watched that happen, I, th- I thought I was having a stroke. <laughs> oh like, my god! It was the craziest thing I think I've ever seen in my history. In the history of me playing Magic: The Gathering. Never seen anyone do that in front of another human, and and I think the only reason the other guy let it happen is because he had no idea what was happening. Like I think he he got like gaslit into it. He's probably like just stunned still while he was like going back to his. Yeah, up- he he already like, reversed upkeep. everything, so he's like, well, fuck, I can't like tell him to reverse the reverse. Like he's, I was, he's I would be in. like process. Like it would take me like I would be processing. He's like, what's happening? He just <laughs> now like, realized what happened. Like months, right. months after it, he just now like clicked and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he's like, I got shafted. I didn't like it. And I, it caught me so off guard. I was like, I don't even know who to call to like stop this from happening. Like the police. Like, I don't know what. Like, do I need to tase him? Like, what's happening here? Yeah. Like, is this a was, war crime? There was also like at the other, like in the other match in my, in the last modern thing where someone said like. It was like Emrakul, like they took their turn and like there was a car now. It's like, hey, can I see your sideboard? He's like, yeah, okay. I was like, whoa, 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 well, whoa, no, yeah, that was stop. In y- yeah, that was in y'all's. Yeah, it, it was the modern one. I was like, whoa, call a judge. I was like, because I, I think I'm in my own game or something. I think I'm actually in my own game. I was like, whoa, you can't do that. Call a judge. Like, <laughs> like talk. that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, you can't. And this no, was just like, hey, can I just casually just see? Late. Yeah, I was like, can I see your sideboard just like casually, like. Emrakul, you you concede, loser. Right, easy. Oh, damn it, you you did it. (laughs) Shit. Five years too late from that Mind Slaver combo, buddy. (laughs) Damn it, he took my turn with Emrakul and then told me I conceded, and he was right. (laughs) God, my opponent's a genius. 
Why doesn't everyone in modern do this? <laughs> Let's see, I'm just playing four Mind Slavers and Karns, and we're going. Oh, that was a Tron deck. Yeah, Blue Tron. I think that's still what they do. I'm, sh- I'm sure they do whatever they feel like doing. They're, they're special. They do whatever they want. Some of like... them play fucking the Octopus Eldrazi. Some of them play Gear Hulk. Some of them fucking play whatever they feel like that day. They're a special type of breed for sure. Yes, they oh they are. If you ever think that your pet deck plays your favorite one of, you have never seen a Bluetron deck. Yeah. You like wake up one morning, you grab your favorite blue binder. And you're like, <laughs> your favorite blue binder. You're like, I think page three deserves the light today. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, what's this fucking? What, oh my god, I think it's like treasure mage or something that like goes and gets a fucking seven drop and you're like hell yeah yeah you're like he's gonna oh, go, yeah. he's gonna go yeah. get it today hey you got the altar one too the full art because you're that kind of guy <laughs> you're like fuck yeah he's gonna go get sundering time today baby all he's let's look get. at the bulk eight mana value rares that are colorless when kaladish came board. out and you saw it was an artifact set you're like this is it for me <clears throat> i remember like a long i don't know what like started but um so mason um, my friend Mason and I and our friend Tams, we, like, the only gifts we ever get for each other are just, like, absurdly, like, weird magic cards. Like, something special, whether it's, like, an artist proof, a sign, a 404, and stuff like that. Um, I have on my desk a um, a foil blood moon um, that says, like, written in Sharpie, it says, Happy Birthday, Nick. Modern's a fun format from Tams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because Modern's we, like, a we, fun we, format for Tams. <laughs> we... we we did like a team event a long time ago. It was like pre-COVID, and I was playing like four-color Kiki, and I remember like beating a blue-white player because I put a, a Blood Moon in play, and I attacked him with a Kiki Jiki and killed him for ten fucking <laughs> turns. Um, it was great. Um, but one of the first cards I ever got Mason during like all these gift exchanges was a a foil Japanese trinket mage. Because you could play it in Amulet and go get Amulet. Yeah, they oh, used yeah. to do that. That was the shit. <laughs> yeah, I saw a list like maybe a few weeks ago that was like, yeah, a few trinket mages. I uh, I one time got like really fucking drunk with a bunch of friends of mine, and I apparently wrote on a Path to Exile promo pulls late night shenanigans and like Hell yeah. I still just own that card. I have no idea. I would have played that card. <laughs> I cannot recall why I did that. I don't even think I wrote it. I think someone wrote it, but I just remember I was really drunk and <laughs> I think we were playing magic or something and woke up the next day to it like in my fucking uh, spirits deck or something. And I was like, what is this? Oh no, it was in ad nauseum. <laughs> I was like, what happened? I remember we were playing, I think you were up 24 hours at this point. We're playing commander, which is like, always a good idea. And you, pl- and you have, uh, liberated out i think at the time oh! <laughs> and your and your girlfriend at the time like is already dead and she like is in bed and you like, i just want to restart the game to bring her back <laughs> oh my god and that god. was his whole plan and the next day he's like i don't remember that at all <laughs> i i honestly I need to bring her back <laughs> it was so fucking funny because like i just could not remember the day like Donovan and brent were like yeah you just sat there the whole fucking time you like, just kept plussing or something and Trying to get liberated all the time. And it was up. a CDH deck. It was Kozilek. Oh and it was, yeah, oh, yeah, it definitely was. And, and Donovan had told me the next day that I had infinite mana, but I did not want to win. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Without just activating Karn enough time. <laughs> uh, fun old story, and then we'll end it for me. Yeah. Uh, back when Star Cities were a 
a regular thing. And I'm sure Nick was playing them too with me. I was on ad nauseum. This is like fucking 10 years ago or something. Um, I was on ad nauseum. I think the best deck was like blue white control or something. I don't fucking remember. But I just remembered that I was at a store and I was the Pokemon judge and the store would do midnight releases for Pokemon pre-releases. And the next day was a Star City. And I was like, well, I'll do both. I'll judge the Pokemon midnight release. Get them out of there by like 3 a.m. And I'll have enough sleep to get up at, you know, 8 a.m. To, to go to the Star City. Well, the, that is that is on brand, Cole. The midnight me. release, shut up. The midnight release didn't end until about 6 a.m. Fucking, I can't remember why, but it did. Oh my god. And we, Pokemon? Yeah, it, well, it, well you would think... <laughs> You'd think that the midnight release would maybe bring in kids. It didn't. It was like 55 adults and fucking, oh my God. (laughs) And I just remember, like, I just didn't sleep. (laughs) And I went to the Star City on Ad Nauseum. And it was me, Donovan, and Ryan. And we all went. And I was fucking like X and O or something. Like on the winning end of day two. And they lost me. Like, basically, I was a child on a leash. And they <laughs> lost me at some point. And they're like, where the fuck did he go? And they just saw me in the corner, asleep, in the <laughs> event hall. Like, just, like, laying my head oh my down God. on a table. Like, just... And they're like, oh, you gotta get up. You got another round. I was like, I don't wanna. <laughs> oh my and, God. and I remember... Uh, and, and this is when Joshua was still around. Um... Me and Joshua would always play each other at every big event, and he was always on Tron. And, you know, back in the day, Ad Nauseam versus <laughs> Tron was always one-sided. It was always Ad Nauseam. And he would always get so pissed off about that. And I remember uh, we played, and uh, I beat him, and I barely recall anything. I think I just kind of do it. And he's like, of course you have it. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and... Uh, Probably drool coming out of your mouth, like, yeah. <laughs> and at one point, I remember I'm like sitting across, like two rounds later, sitting across somebody. And I'm talking about like, yeah, I played this Tron guy, and he was like being a dickhead, and like, and 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 I'm just like going off about like, I'm like sleep talking essentially about like my my Tron opponent, uh, and I remember I. Uh, someone had walked up behind me. I thought it was Ryan. And I like turned around. I'm like, yeah, man, he's like a fuckhead. Right. And it was Ian. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, and I've never felt my body wake up so fast. Like fight or flight kicked in so damn fast. Yeah. Joshua is a big boy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if you knew Ian Joshua, that motherfucker was huge. And I was like, well, this is it. I'm going to die. And we had a big laugh about it. And I was like, I was, I was like, I'm, I'm dying. Uh, and then I think I lost my winning into day two to fucking like Bant Spirits. And I was like, what a way to go. <laughs> and uh, oh my fucking God. And the worst part about it was it was some dude from Gen X, our local store. He was like a big old asshole. And um, was he it like, the dude that had like the foiled out version? No. He uh, he always carried his shit around a briefcase. And he had like. Oh, okay. I know you're talking about. Yeah, and he fucking beats me on. And and you know if you, like I said, if you played Ad Nauseam back in the day, like Spirits was awful for us because they played like Mosley and Wonder, which sucked, and they played 
Spellcaller, which also sucked. Like, they played everything that sucked. And I remember I got a Grave Titan against him, and it killed him. So we went to game three. And he beats me, and he looks at me dead in the face. I'm fucking, and you know, I like I said, I'm on no sleep. And he's like, he's like, it's okay, I'll win it for us, for the store. And I fucking had never had in my life my blood boil so fast that I almost fucking reached over the table and just, like, smacked the shit out of him. And thank God for something in my body that just, like, held me back. Like, there was, like, a nerve ending or something that was like, don't do it. So... And and it was funny. I, I I also remember vividly there was some dude I played against in that uh, Star City, the same Star City, that he was on Merfolk. And he was like, "I hope you day two so I can watch you in my uh, in my underwear." <laughs> and, and, and I like like had no idea how to respond to that, so I just kind of like nodded my head, like, "Yeah, what a fucking event, dude." <laughs> I looking back, I definitely was the child on a leash for Donovan and Ryan. Like they were like, where'd that little fuck go? Like where did he where did he go? Because <laughs> like apparently I would just disappear like every hour. Like I apparently went and bought like uh like a bunch of food and then like ate all of it and then laid back like laid somewhere. <laughs> like animal instincts kicking in. I was just trying to like find a place to hibernate. You're like a panda bear. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, just it's like eating food and just like like just roll over. And also, if you know me, I usually wear jackets at events because that's just a thing I always do because that's just how I am. Uh, and I usually use wear big jackets because uh, for a long time that was like a way I would play tournaments because it gave me like a confidence boost, whatever have you, whatever. So I had this big fucking jacket on and I'm just like walking around like huddled in my jacket, like trying to find somewhere to sleep like a homeless man. <laughs> like pushing people out of the way like get the fuck out of my way i'm like trying to like find the perfect like loft area and then like i'd find it and then like fucking ryan would come kick me he's like get the fuck up and i'm like uh <laughs> i'm like you ruined it now i'm gonna go find another <laughs> one god i missed that i think the next star city after that was the one that i got cedric to sign a, a militia bugler that he ripped in half that's perfect i love that yeah i yeah. still own that card he like ripped that fucker in half and i was like can you sign it and he's like yeah <laughs> and i was like thank you like, this is perfect oh good shit good shit well i'll wrap her up here you know because nick's a family man and i have work and brent's bald um <laughs> Even. <laughs> even. It's even, all the same. Um, but yeah, um, just because I can't iterate enough because I just like immensely, I live vicariously through both of you. Um, so your win is my win. Um, <laughs> so I uh, I definitely. Yeah, congratulations. Cole. I know, right? Thank you. I'm more trying to live vicariously through Nick right now because he actually won the event. He did. Dang. Um, <laughs> it's fine. No, we I, uh, all did well. I like. I thought about it a lot too. Like the next day, like going back, and I was like, um, trying to figure out. I was like, did I get super lucky? Did I like get any free rolls? And I was like thinking about deck, and I was like, you know, I don't think I got any free rolls. I think I just played really well and I really tight, and I picked like a solid list for the event. But like playing with you two and then Jacob, Drew, and Tyler and JB and like all the guys at Nerd Hollow, like I think we have a really solid crew as far as like 
how well we all do. And I think it like continues to show like Cole, you like you placed, you get cash. Brent top twelve get cash. I won. Jacobs won RCQ. Like Tyler and Drew really good at like winning these like store championship winner boxes and like taking stuff from other people. Like we have a really solid crew, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy with like and it's all like it's all good people that like are very like I don't think there's any of us that like don't give feedback like when questions are asked, which is always a big thing for me is like Right. Hey guys, like I have a question about this card in my deck and it's not like, well, okay, fuck you, I'm not gonna tell you or like I just don't know. Like it's like, okay, well like what's the argument for this and this? And it's it's good feedback and you know, we, we all joke about it, but like everyone on here, like I think has a reasonable shot at like winning any event they want to. Like it's right. It's very and good. anybody and anybody out there trying to get better at magic. That's like the biggest advice for them. Like isn't just practice and stuff like that, but like it's getting people surrounding yourself with people like that. It's surrounding yourself with people that are actually going to give you constructive feedback and not just like, what are you thinking? And then just try to like look it up online, but like, or anything like that, but actually like sitting down and playing matches and like giving constructive feedback to one another, like not letting each other get super upset, like actually having a conversation. Oh yeah. I was like, sometimes like the best like way to get better is like have like friendly people that you play with all the time that like are also trying to get better. Like I've seen, you know, like underdog stories of like people who win like regionals and shit, but they're like two guys that started from nothing, but like, they both had the idea of like we're gonna get better together and they like you know like nick said surround themselves with uh with people also trying to get better and then you you know get better together like it's a lot harder on the journey if it's you by yourself i'll I'll say that and i used to and i and do this definitely do this with me or probably even call her nick it's like if you're playing against me and and you're just like one generic generic advice on deck building or like the matchup because sometimes like when i'm done playing i'm like i did this like my board does that seem correct i'll i'll do this today like even against like like random other person like hey i did this is this like correct for your build like should i board in this negate or should i instead just like board in this other card or just like keep this card in like i that's a big deal to me just to know what i should prioritize in the matchup or just get an opinion because I'll be like, because Cole, you might say like, do this, do this. But then Nick would be like, I think you should instead do this other thing. So just like that is a decent dialogue of like deck building and, and sideboard configurations. Yes. I like, yeah, I, I love like if somebody asks me, I'm definitely going to answer. I'll ask questions and always like, unfortunately, like we do we live in a weird world where people are like touchy. So like read the room, like whenever you're at like depending on what type of your event you're at, like if you ask your opponent about like sideboard or anything like that, if they brush you off, they might not be a dick. Maybe they're just like trying to conceal it. But um, I know like um, whenever I played like one of the challenges, I think on like Saturday, my Niv opponent wanted to ask me something. He's like, I'll ask you when we're done. And I was like, I really don't care about this event. We can talk about it right now. Um, yeah. Like it was respectful. And like, obviously like he wanted to know, we talked about like the weird one ofs and multicolored cards in both of the decks. Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, if you've ever, like, played against me or talked to me, like, I don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, when, when I play, I'm I'm at, like, I, I do want to win money, and I, I do want to win, but, like, to me, the way that I make playing easier is I'm, like, very open, and I talk a lot and joke a lot, and a lot of people, like, like love that, and they play into that, and I play, like, 
hell, like uh, when I played against Green uh, in the the five k, he he was a really cool guy. He's from New York, and he like had a needle, and he wanted to know if like crewing Parhelium was activated ability. And the judge was like, "Well, I'll take him away." And I was like, "No, no, no you know, fuck it, I'll just tell him to his face." I was like, "Yeah, it's to crew it is an activated ability." He's like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like. I was like, I'm not trying to do the whole dark confidant thing to this guy. Like, he was being genuinely nice to me. Yeah. So, um, like, obviously there are times that I, like, if I read my opponent and I'm like, okay, this dude's going to be a spike, then I'm going to spike him back. But, you know, there are there are genuine times that I've gone to big events where I meet people who are, you know, they're genuinely nice. Like, uh, my Greasefang Mirror, the guy that was at table one forever because he, he was uh, crippled. Uh, like we talked an extra like twenty five minutes past our match about about variants, and he was a really cool guy, like yeah. genuinely. And those people are like the reason I love this card game at a competitive level. Like obviously you're gonna run into dicks, and that's just how that is. But you'll meet people who are like genuinely trying to get better, and they're like, you know, why did you choose this over this? So, and like Nick, me meeting Nick actually, like Nick is a phenomenal player, and I love. Like, uh, honestly, fucking, what was it, Nick? It was, um, for the board, it was Knight. And what else did you recommend? You recommended something for the RCQ. Oh, Vanishing Verse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a Vanishing Verse. Yeah, and, like, at that RCQ, those cards were, like, overperformed. So, like, I didn't play them at the 5K. Well, I played Knight. You're never going to get me to not play Knight right now. But, um, like, honestly, like, I, like, I love that feedback, and you can ask Brent. Like, I'll message Brent regularly. Like, hey, I have, I have like these ideas. You know, what should we do about it? And Brent's the worst about it, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, like everybody, like it. I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by the people I am. Like to be surrounded by all these really good players that are phenomenal at giving good feedback about everything. And, like Nick fucking sent me a four page story about like why i should play what it was it was great and i was like oh thank you like yeah i was like worried um on um was it monday like this guy like randomly messages me on twitter saying he doesn't know what to uh play for the rc in atlanta and he's like i think i'm gonna buy this deck can you tell me about it and i damn well sent this dude a novel and i was like oh probably came off a little hot there but then he was like oh my god thank you and he like was going on about how much he loved it and asked questions and i was like oh cool 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 yeah <laughs> thank god <laughs> With with Drew and Jacob, because Drew has kind of, like, had interest in Amulet Titan. I think Jacob wants to, and I, like, said, all right, here, like, here it is. And, like, like lots of typing and just kept going and said, like, all right, with Explorer, it's cause, it basically costs zero mana with Amulet. If you have two Amulets, it actually adds plus, plus two mana. Grazer adds a mana, but with two Amulets adds three. And just, like, went through the whole thing of just, like, count your, count your max potential mana or MPM. And just like kept going, and like yeah, I'll I'll write novels. At, and with Justin, the uh, Mister RCQ, he asked me about the um, Lotusville deck, and I you know I was biased towards the Wish Lotus, and I said blah blah blah, do all this, and just like wrote him a novel. So yeah, I love that. Love novels. Love writing novels, and tournament reports too. Yes, you do fucking love that. <laughs> and i mean hell like this week like after i got 12th i messaged you calls like hey i'm thinking about like just from where i'm at now i just think like this change i should do and i was like i think i should run 
collective brutalities for the burn matchup because I'm very I think I'm just very soft to burn. And you're like, yeah, that sounds good. But like it, it went a little bit longer than that. You, it, it, we had a little bit more of a good conversation. But yeah, I do shit like that all the time. Alrighty, gang. Now for realsies this time because I'm actually tired. But uh, okay, Nick, I'm done. Thank you awesome. so much for coming on and taking the time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Here. We really appreciate you coming on here to talk about the deck you played. Um, obviously, it's still phenomenal weekend for you. Uh, you know, winning a 5K is a big deal, and you got your invite, which is also a big deal. Yeah, I can't wait. I think it's in Cali. Super excited. That's good. Thank God. That's I don't awesome. know where it's at now, but Cali's a lot better. Um, <laughs> and then to Brent, you know, obviously Brent's always on, and he let me host today because, like I said, I had a shorter run. Uh, didn't really have anything crazy, unlike these two gentlemen. Um, so, but yeah, thank you guys so much for coming out and listening to us. As always, we appreciate each and every one of our fans so thank you guys so much and you guys have a wonderful day bye bye